Rowena Dooley asking Sol citizens to report for duty. That's what oh, I'm sweet. saying. I, I hate using the Xbox <laughs> app on my computer because it's, it's... These guys are obviously not watching the stream. <laughs> Come on, everybody. Hey, I, I'm, I'm watching it. I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, okay. Oh, God. We don't even have Kel Roddy in here. Oh, my God. I forgot he died here. One guy who was watching it. Yeah, I know. Okay. That's yeah, terrible, yeah, right? I'm so sorry, Kel Roddy. Okay, guys. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Soul Citizens. I'm Griffin Gaming RPG, and I'm back with the prestigious cast as always. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that, thank us, you, uh, kicking us, us off. off. Appreciate that for that community sub. Uh, back uh, again with an illustrious crew of folks here today. We've got uh, some of the usual suspects, and we've also got an old suspect who's here with us, and we'll start with him first, Dr. Murray from the Yacht Club. How you doing, buddy? I'm all right. Good, Been good, an interesting good. month so far. Good, and it's good, only good. 15 days in. So. Yeah, you know what? Doc Murray's got those, the, the Yacht Club got those cool jerseys, man. We're going to, I think we got to upgrade DK. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. Game. We can't have them <laughs> coming on this show. We can't like have that. them coming on this show looking that good. So we're going to have to work on that. Look Style at him. There he goes. Look at that. <laughs> looking good. Looking good. Bringing, bringing the gold in, you know. There you go. There you go. Also today, we've got Dark Knight 75. How you doing, bud? I'm good. I'm very good. It's uh, good to be here to talk about 318. Looking forward to the conversation. It's yeah. going to be fun. Yep, yep. Yes. Yep. And also the man from down under, down under the states, that is Cal Roddy. How are you, bro? Hello, Griff. Hello, beautiful people. Hello, chat. Hello, world. I am excited to be here. Talk about 318, like DK said. And yeah, I'm interested to see what we what we have to talk about. How's your cousin Grimhex doing? I ain't, I ain't seen him in a while. How's he doing? Is he all right? Hey, he's recovering. He's just still vibing, you know. He's coming he's up New Year's Eve. He's, still, he's still coming down from New Year's, huh? Down, right? Yeah, listen, I don't know coming where he down. is right now. All he, all he says is that he's exactly where he's supposed to be right now. So he know that he's ready, he'll let me know when he's Okay, okay. okay. Well, as DK said, this week we're here talking about uh, Update 318. <clears throat> this is one of those times, I have to admit it, guys, where Griff got it wrong. Uh, usually when we do these update shows, it's once the update has gone to the live servers. And as most of you know, 318 is still in PTU. In fact, it's still in Wave 1 of PTU. And so uh, we're going to talk about the state of it at this current time. Now... As you guys know, there's a lot of stuff that's been added in this patch. Uh, Doc Murray, I'm going to go to you first since you're the guest here today. <clears throat> you know, there was oh, a wow. lot of projection at the end of 2022. First of all, if 318 was even going to come out. Before that, there was even a lot right. of stuff where people were saying, well, it's not going to be much in that patch. It's nothing to look forward to, blah, 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 blah. So give me your assessment. Give me your assessment on, you know, how this whole thing rolled out by the time it finally did come out. So I... From uh, from the ETF standpoint, it was it was getting to the point where we had had it for three months, I think, because we got it in like October. And yep. Rolling rolling up at the end of December there. I I mean, 
I, I always think it's safe to assume and guess based on things that we've seen the trend for the last like four or five years that they were going to push to wave one before they went on Christmas break, mm-hmm. pretty much regardless of how stable the patch was. And they, they pulled almost every resource they could to get it stable enough to put wave one out before Christmas break. And it's been, it's been me. <laughs> it's not the worst. It's not the worst one. Cause, cause no, we've had, we've had, not, we've had no. some worse ones for that right before the holiday <laughs> stuff before. Right. <laughs> Yeah, like mm-hmm. like 3.0. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> or 3.4 or 3.8. Yeah, yeah we, can, we could go on. Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, no, I, I was I was not really surprised that they did what they did. That's mm-hmm. usually what they do. So yeah. it's kind of, you know, old hat. Um, I'm kind of surprised it's it's still wave one now. Yeah, is, yeah. Which yeah. is kind of interesting. Because yeah. we're going like, on. Like, I, I thought three I weeks? thought for sure. That, yeah, I thought for mm-hmm. sure because they got it out on like Wednesday. And I thought, well, maybe they'll do wave one mm-hmm. until Friday. And then Friday's when their break starts. They'll go open mm-hmm. wave two or something. Yeah. And they didn't. They just left it wave one. So yeah. I don't know if that's a, a marketing, let's get more subscribers thing, or mm-hmm. that's a, they just didn't feel comfortable pushing it to a wider weight yeah. by then. I kind of felt it's odd that it's not yet. Yeah, I kind of felt like it was a mixed bag to what you said. You know, that one year where they gave like the whole enchilada to everybody and people just lost their minds through the holiday season. So I kind of felt like yeah. wave one people were the people who won uh are really vested in it enough that they'd want to monkey around with it in a buggy state and two they're the people who actually pay to mess with it at that stage two the stage two and three people are the folks who happen to get it later and uh i think that would have been too much to give in the current state that it's in right now but i agree with you i thought when they came back after first week we'd get to wave two or wave three so i am surprised like you said that we're still in, in wave one calrati um you know is this a good move you know, CIG, because, you know, there's this whole thing about releasing something every quarter, right? And like like Doc said, they were probably doing all hands on deck, trying to make sure that they got something out to us beforehand. And I mean, is that too much pressure? I mean, if it's not ready, is it best not to? Because there were some people who were actually saying, hey, if it's not ready, just give it to us after the holiday. I, you know, I know that when the holiday's going on, there's a lot of stuff they get. There's a lot of analytics and stuff while it's being ran and everything else too which gives them some advantage. So when they come back from their break, they start examining that stuff. They get ready to have their big, you know, mega session, brain session they have in January to get ready for the year. So, I mean, do you think that's a lot of pressure though at the end of the year? Cause they're just coming off CitizenCon and they're trying to get this thing done, you know, before the end of the quote unquote quarter. Well, first of all, I have to like, I mean, we can't really talk about what the devs did during ETF cycle, but right. they were working like machines. Right. Like I've never personally seen them just 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 push through. Mm-hmm. Right. Um it, it it was a little unreal. Like I guess getting the rest, but mm-hmm. you know, definitely props to them to even getting us to that wave one. Mm-hmm. Um I felt like it, it definitely was um some pressure, but I feel like they still wanted to get to a point, not just for the backers, but to get to a point where they can say, okay, we pushed, right? Mm-hmm. Collectively. And we got to a point where we're comfortable to say, okay, it's time not just to, you know, get subscribers, but like you said, and like Dr. Murray started it off to get a mix back to also get those numbers in, because what we've realized similar to what, um, Chris had said in his letter, um, they wanted, or they don't entirely know yet how much data, what kind of data that it would get over a long period or long monthly cycle. Right. Mm-hmm. And even for the wave one, we're seeing that things are still, they're still seeing um, you know, challenges that they need to overcome. So, um, after experiencing that, like the login queues and issues that we, that we've been experiencing over this weekend, I can see why they're still holding it off to wave one, because, um, 
not to sound like entitlement processing, those testing, <laughs> I don't know what I mean, but, but like, um, the wave one, I think is sufficient for them to get the data before they start getting it to wave two, because it's been, it's been a, it, it definitely has been a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. but going back to your question, um, it has been a lot of pressure, but I think at least for now, I think the pressure was worth it mm -hmm. because I think the kind of data that they're getting, especially with what they said about how much data that they can get out of this now in terms of the granularity, um, I think it was well worth the work and well worth the push. Okay. Okay. DK, you and I got a chance to monkey around a little bit today, uh, prepping for the show. Um, there's a lot going on, right? I mean, beyond just what we see on the patch notes, which we're going to be going through today. And guys, yeah. just so you know, this isn't going to be an in-depth, in-depth, in-depth review because there's a lot of stuff that still we haven't even seen. I mean, the mm -hmm. game's been out now mm -hmm. three weeks and there are areas in the game I haven't gotten to. I mean, there's literally that much there's stuff to go out there and try way. to tinker around with. Um, yeah. DK, I will ask you, from what you have had a chance to, to see and monkey around with, What's something notable to you? And it doesn't have to be a location or POI, but I mean, is it the login process? Is it the, is it the PES? What, what, what is there sticking out to you right now out of some of the stuff that we've looked at so far? I could say PES and stuff like that, and, and, and that would be fine. But I think for me, really, it, it's the performance right now. Mm. It, you know, despite the, the bugs and the crashes and everything else, it does run smooth. Um, we were experiencing today, though, I, I, I have this issue, and maybe other people do, so I'll just put it out there and see if anybody can say if they have felt, you know, had it before. But I can go to any location now, and most of the time, even, uh, you know, ground uh, landing zones like Orison, mm -hmm. and I can get 50 <clears throat> frames, 60 frames a second uh, with clouds on, you know, no mm -hmm. problem. Mm -hmm. I go to Microtech, <laughs> anywhere in the Microtech vicinity. Mm -hmm. 10 frames a second crashes <laughs> like crazy and i don't know why <laughs> but maybe that's just a ptu thing i don't know the but Nike. um maybe maybe, maybe you're banned in like microtech me. or something I yeah know, I, mean, it's right? the deal. I don't know i know <laughs> but the performance otherwise has been really really good um and on top of that the it seems like the visuals are improved in okay. many different ways. Okay. So I think that's something we can, you know, discuss later. But yeah, yeah please do, because you just uh, stole mine. <laughs> so I got <laughs> so now, so now I gotta go to Doc Murray now. Doc now you gotta go. Yeah, that's okay. Doc, if there's something in, in three eighteen for you that stands out, there's the thing that's like you're digging it, what what would that thing be? Um I so like I, I like all the all the new like game features and the, the ships and everything that come out like everybody else, you know, mm -hmm. but I mean I'm really like the nerd about the Gen 12 renderer or mm. Pez mm -hmm. or, you know, all, all the, the, the river tech being updated. So it, it's, it's, it's thin enough to allow more than one river on microtech. Now mm. there's 20 on microtech and 20 on Hurston mm. and just fighting the rivers and all that is, is fun. And, you know, the, the Gen 12 renderer is really what's kind of enabled a lot of that, a yeah. lot more okay. being on screen in game. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Cal Roddy, what's you, any one thing in particular stand out for you that you're digging? Um, just a result of PS, the additional emergence that I experienced, you know, I, I experienced something very, um, interesting that I didn't experience before. Um, that, that was because of persistence, salvaging and a whole bunch of different things. Yeah. Um, it was after Xenothreat mm -hmm. and really quickly it was after Xeno, it was after Xenothreat. I didn't, um, experience Xenothreat on this particular shard. I went back about two hours later and there were, it was like a gold mine of different chips unclaimed chips, game generated chips 
everything. Mm. And um, I jumped, I went to Michael 1B, and there was Space Cutlet. And I'm like, okay, let me just go this way. And I was like, okay, let me see if I can actually just, you know, do my salvaging. Because I wanted to see how, you know, how the experience would be. Mm -hmm. And then this guy comes and attack me. And I'm like, dude, stop, behave. I mean, he's a pirate, <laughs> but I'm like, I mean, I'm still liking the vibe, right? Right, right, right. So I, <clears throat> I jump, I come back because I, I, I like the pain, of course. And I try to, you know, stay, um, stay some distance away from him. Because one thing I didn't notice is that, or one thing I didn't realize until then, was that the unclaimed ships, they're all ready to you, right? Mm -hmm. hostile. So I was actually blending in between them. So that's why he wasn't able to find me as easily. So I was continuing oh, to salvage. Okay. And um, I actually went, I found an MSR and I was like, okay, nice. But the shields were up. So I went in, I opened it up and I was lowering the shields, exiting the ship. He destroys my, my vulture. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna man and pilot the MSR because it was still functional. And I see this guy, he's just spinning around because apparently his vulture or which I, uh, not sorry, he was in the Corsair, it was disabled. Okay. And I started to attack him and apparently, I don't know what happened, but apparently he's still a vulture. And mind you, I just went into salvage. I came out there after just taking two SCU of stuff that I never even salvaged mm -hmm. and I got a free <laughs> MSR. And like, just because of the PES that brought me in because of the you know persistence and those things, and the physical cargo refactor that I was able to pull cargo from one point to another. It was just that extra emergence that, you know, that was generated because of that PES introduction. So it was great for me. Wow. Okay. I'm digging that. That's very cool. Okay. Well, for me, I've, I've got to go where, where both uh, DK and, um, and I know this is so shallow, Doc. I know it's shallow. <laughs> I know it is. Because there are going to be people out there saying to me, uh, I care about how good it looks. Where's the gameplay? But I'm no, sorry. I know. I'm still that sucker that gets pulled in by looking at just how beautiful the game looks. And and you can mm -hmm. definitely see the difference in it. The Gen 12 rendering is definitely there. Performance is there for it. Um, I, I've just, it, when it comes to that, I'm just, it, you know, and I, maybe one of the reasons why, and I've, we've talked about this before, there were a lot of people a few years back <clears throat> who were concerned about whether CIG would be able to keep up with technology and game development as the years went by. Mm -hmm. Can they still make it pretty? You know, when, mm -hmm. when, when the whole world came about Unreal 5 coming out, you know, oh wow, now Star Citizen is gonna look dated. It doesn't look dated. It's got its own no. stylized look. It's clean, it looks good. I still feel like there's fidelity there. Envoy, Abyssian, General Larson, thank all of you all for those subscriptions. We love you madly. Thank you so much, we appreciate that. Uh, so anyway, yeah. that's one of the things, but listen, we can, which of course I was trying to find a picture that I had taken and I don't know where it is. I'm getting old. Um, I had taken a picture the, the first day I went in there. Yeah. The first day I went in, cause it, when it first launched, I was on vacation and I was in Haiti. I came back about a week went by and then I finally said, let me go ahead and jump into it now. Hopefully, you know, there were no patches coming out. I, I always started our corp. I get off the elevator <clears throat> and you guys know at our corp, you come off the elevator, you can turn left or right. And there's a concierge desk there before you enter, exit the building. And as I was approaching the desk, I stopped. I've, I've run past that spot a thousand times, but I stopped because there was a green bottle sitting on the counter and I took a shot screenshot of it. And it was so cool to me. And I posted it later on. I said, I said, progress, if anybody understands it, you'll know what I'm talking about, you know? And the fact is we can put those bottles down before, but, but 
15, 10 seconds later, poof, they're gone, you know. But somebody had left that bottle on that counter, and I'm so used to, after a thousand times, seeing that counter being blank. And then all of a sudden, there's this green bottle sitting there, right? And that was like my first indicator that, okay, it's here finally. You know, the thing we've been waiting for with PES has finally arrived. After that, I saw about 100 bottles scattered all on the ground. I got mad because all the litter bugs. But anyway, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. All right, so let's uh, get ready. Yeah, I know. You see bottles everywhere now. People are testing out the the, uh, the persistence, I guess. Yeah. Imagine if, if you invite a whole bunch of people and they bring their drinks uh -huh. and they just leave it there in your ship. How would you feel about that? <laughs> I will not be happy. I would tell everybody, I'm going to charge them a fee. Like like a, a yeah, like an Airbnb if they junk up my ship I think is what I'm gonna do. Okay, yeah. Okay. Next time, next time they have to hang out in the airlock and I might need it first. We're gonna check you. We're gonna check you. All right. Um, let's 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 start getting into it. Uh, 3.18. As I mentioned earlier, usually when we do this review, it's after this has gone live. So for those of you who've been in there and and been dealing with the fun and the frustration, you'll know what we're talking about. If you haven't been in. Then uh, we'd love to hear what you guys have to say in the chat as well. <clears throat> one of the big things that we knew was coming, and boy, oh boy, has this one been pushed back a zillion times, right, Doc? Uh, is salvage. Uh, <laughs> no, salvage came in 2016. They recorded for yeah. 2017, like, yeah. like, like it said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, salvage in the whole time. I don't know what you guys have been talking about. <laughs> salvage has been here. It's been here, just like the reclaimer has been here. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, salvage and hole scraping, and. Um, we did a show back in November about salvaging and we kind of went into detail about the ships and the mechanics of it. So I'm not gonna get into the, the deep, deep stuff of it, but what I will talk about is if anybody's had the experience of doing it yet. I have. Have any of you guys done either the Vulture or the Reclaimer? Not yeah. yet, I still want to. Okay, okay, yeah, no, no I problem. Haven't, I haven't yet I, either. Okay, I did the Vulture. Uh, that was the first week I came when I saw the green bottle. I went out, got in the Vulture for about two hours. Um, you know, get in it, of course, the, you know, I'm not a big Drake fan, but I'm loving the design of Drake more and more. Um, you know, you get in this ship, it's, it's nice. It's laid out well. There's almost a certain aspect of saying that the ships are starting to even be laid out intuitively. You know, you uh -huh. go through know, them, right? yeah, and you don't uh -huh. feel like you got to try to figure out where things are. You know, it's just yeah. once you see where they are, yeah. it makes sense and you go on to the next thing. So I, like, I like Good doc. Like the Starfarer, Star yeah. where you feel like you need a map on every yeah, corridor. Yeah, wall. Yeah. Every yeah. wall needs need a map. Need a mini map. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Markers and yeah. you are here <laughs> in the trail lines. Clusterfuck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me let me start with you, DK. This time on the Vulture. You've been in the Vulture yeah. though, right? No, I have been. I have been. Yeah, what in do you the think Vulture. about the design of that particular ship? Because that's I, a part of this you, patch too. Yeah, I mean the Venture is a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> ship. <laughs> So you know you, what? Now you can I get an adventure. Kind of, right, I'm I mean, gonna I get, get everybody. <laughs> All right, I can get an adventure. Exactly. That's what, exactly what I. You know, obviously everybody does that and knows. You know, if you played Eve, you know exactly. But um, but that's beside that. It's a cool little ship. I think overall, the recent Drake ships that have come out, the Corsair, the Cutter, and now the uh, the the um, Vulture. They are absolutely awesome. They, you know, like you said, they're intuitively laid out. You know, and, and I think this all started. You know, we started to see how this was starting to, you know, beginning to progress mm -hmm. um, when we got ships like the Carrick and mm -hmm. the MSR, and then going to the 400i and all up. You know, where mm -hmm. they started getting a much better at layouts and things like that. Um, and it's the space is 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 set up right. Um, you know, it's like it's like the 
the prospector version, you know, the, the salvage version of the prospector, you mm -hmm. know, it, um, and I think it'll be a nice little money maker for somebody getting new into the verse and wants to, you know, do something a little more low key, uh, you know, than mining and going out and trying to salvage and selling and fixing and all that, you know, who knows? They could be the, uh, uh, uh who, who am I thinking of? I can't get them off the top, off the top of my head, but, uh, well, kind of like the fuel rats, you know, they could be repair rats, and they can go out and you know, <laughs> yeah. go out and repair you people's ships. Yeah, you know, I'm contractually that's obligated a possibility. to yeah. mention Segalian right now. In <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very true. Fueling mechanics. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's a cool little ship. I I do want to try the salvaging in the ship though. Yeah, I do want to go right. do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of the things so far for me, the vulture. The vulture, I put the ghoulish green skin on and flew it around and took some pictures. And then I was like, mm. all right, I'm going to go do some salvage. And then it crashed. And I just kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I got <laughs> in it. Yeah. When I went in it, I was. <laughs> well, I, I was. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Doc. I was just saying, after like 17 ETF patches, like sometimes you get to the point where you're like, well, I'm going to play until it crashes. And then you don't go on to something on. else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, so. the day I took it out, it was working fine. My only problem was whenever I would get out of the seat, instead of letting me get out and go to the back of the cab, it would eject me out that left door. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, yep, and yep. it didn't bother me. It didn't bother me as much as I was more paranoid that either I would die and lose my cargo or it would yeah. glitch me out. And then I said, I've done all this work and I've got this thing loaded with stuff. I don't want to lose it. Mm -hmm. So I just went on ahead and took it in the next time I went inside. But it, it was, it was the, the salvage, you know, and it's funny to hear what people have to say about salvaging. Uh, Doc, you said you haven't had a chance to do it. Calrati, have you done some of it in the salvaging yet? Yeah, a okay. lot. Um, and what I would have to say with regards to the to the vulture, um, you know, we've been hearing it from time to time with regards to the whole, is it a single seat um, experience or is it supposed to be a single seat experience? Mm -hmm. If we look at what Drake is, it is a single seat experience. But because it's Drake, there we see the... I would say the fall offs, right? It, mm -hmm. it can be because I mean, yes, you have to go to the back Thanks and you have follow. to move um, your, your your cargo into the um, into the um, into the uh, onto the cargo grid mm -hmm. uh, for the next one to come out. But it actually, the more I thought about it, it actually makes sense because it's a Drake for something more convenient like miss, like how we see with the prospector. Mm -hmm. Now imagine if we had a Drake mining and we mined something and we had to go to the back and move the SC from one point <laughs> to another. That would be really, really painful. But mm -hmm. um, even with one extra person, it is a beautiful experience. Um, even with, you know, it being a very small ship, I've actually stayed in the back of a vulture. And it's, I mean, to some, it wouldn't be for everybody. You know, I just literally, you're just there moving, mm -hmm. um, you know, that thing from one point to onto the cargo grid. But just the act of being able to contribute to some kind of mini group experience, mm -hmm. um, it's been extremely yeah. refreshing. And and just scaling that up to um, to the reclaimer, it's been it's been it's it's been amazing. I've for the reclaimer, I've I've salvaged. I've also been in salvage processing. I've also mm -hmm. um, you know I, I should probably put this in my resume. I've also worked in you know in, in, <laughs> in the cargo department. You know, so mm -hmm. I know all the operations. In case you want to hire yeah. me, I've, I've I've experienced it. You know, for me, yeah. when I was in it, um, I was by myself and I was in, I was by myself based upon what we had seen in all the promotional and marketing materials, all the, all the, uh, artist uh, images and stuff. And my feeling about doing it by myself, because as you guys know, and I guess they could have done this, but they didn't, 
Uh, you salvage, your stuff goes into a container. Uh, that container, you can set uh, the machine that compresses the materials and <clears throat> it pushes the box out of this unit, the compression unit or the salvaging unit. Then a second box is made. But once that second box is made, it's not like a conveyor belt. It doesn't push mm -hmm. the rest of the boxes out. Right. That first yeah. box is still sitting there and you have to physically go down with a tractor beam, a multi-tool, tractor it out of the way, tractor the second one out of the way, then go back mm -hmm. and start, start doing your salvaging. Now, <clears throat> I saw, to your point, Calrati, I saw it as being, take two people, split your costs of your profits, right? But your, your time factor and safety factors are raised. There's a, right. there's a compensation. Yeah. If you want to be greedy, it is definitely something you could do by yourself, but you will be away from the controls of your ship for approximately one to two minutes. And that exactly. one to two minutes mm -hmm. can make all the difference mm -hmm. between whether yeah. you're attacked when you're not near the controls and not only die, but lose all the material that you were too cheap mm -hmm. to bring somebody else along with you for. So I'm, exactly. not, I'm not saying yeah. which one is right. I think you can do both. Now I'll tell you a ship that I know my buddy Robin and some other people do that mole. I ain't doing that mold right. by myself because I'm gonna commit suicide. <laughs> if that thing blows up and that thing is full of material, and I'm, I'm oh man, that's it, I'm gonna die. But if I lost the vote, shit, I could probably swallow that a little bit. So mm -hmm. I think that's one of the cool things about this ship. Like you said, Calrati, it could be that single player experience with this, unlike the prospector right now, right? Mm. Or it could be, if you've got a buddy who just wants to hang out, you can bring in about a hundred grand, a little over a hundred grand on each yep. run with this ship. So oh, yeah. it could be fun. Now, you know, a lot of people say that's, that's not a lot of money. Guys, keep in mind that the real economy is not in the game. When this game comes out, a hundred bucks might seem like a lot of money. So, you know, <laughs> we, right now they give you all the money you want so you can play. I guarantee you the economy is gonna shift. Right, DK? Because they don't want to do yeah, like Elite well, Dangerous where people have billions don't. of dollars. <laughs> in, 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 in a week. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Definitely. I can buy the ship in Elite Dangerous in four days. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Okay. Zero to hero. Zero to hero. Yep. All right. We're going to move on. And uh, now this one I am totally ignorant of. And I know you guys are going to say, what, Griff? You got to be kidding. I have not done Siege of Orison yet. I have been no, to the platforms. Yeah. But I have never done it because when they first brought it out during Invictus and we tested it, I did a little bit of stuff there, but I didn't try to complete the whole mission because I wanted to experience it because it was real buggy. And every right. time they've done it since then, I haven't. But now that they've expanded it, I'm probably more willing to get ready to do it. So I'm going I'm to turn this over to you guys. Doc, I'll go to you first. If you've done Siege of Orison at all, if not, any thoughts on it? And then uh, we'll go on. I mean, I, I, did, I did a hell of a lot of siege oars and like i actually never did it in the testing phase because i i only wanted to see it when it was okay. live mm -hmm. so that was that but um this is this is kind of this is the same platforms they use in siege of Orson, but okay. this is not siege of Orson. Well, i'm sorry so these yes. are like these are like if you hang out around microtech or crusader you'll get the 890 uh rescue mission mm -hmm. sometimes these are like if you hang out near the right building on orison you'll get these missions if you have like a high enough rep as well and then you, you go out just like you do the siege horse and you get on the little the little shuttle and it takes you to the platform and then you have like an objective to go in and they're usually like many siege horse in events where you have to go in and kill a boss or extract somebody or go find it a box and bring it back so they're they're pretty complicated at times and so they bug out a lot mm. which has been the issue that i've seen a lot of people complaining about is that they break a lot and okay. they don't 
they don't get issued often but when they work they work well and they're they're nice they're they're good fun but okay we'll see how they they roll out okay gk have you had a chance to look at those yet the assaults no no it'd be fun to do it with a group Mm -hmm. um so i haven't had a chance to do it yet so you know mark put it on the list of things things (laughs) absolutely cal roddy how about you yeah, briefly. Um, and I would say that it was very smart on them to be able to reuse these these locations, these assets, some of them at least, because right. um, I didn't actually reach to this particular point, but similar in, in Siege of Orison, where you could have, um, in some of the buildings, you could have reused it to heal yourself, um, mm-hmm. depending on the tier of injury. Um, you know, that is also available to you. So you could actually do even long-term missions, um, you know, um, in those kinds of places. And that's something that I'm definitely looking forward to with regards to FPS missions, because personally, um, I've wanted longer FPS missions, um, more dynamic FPS missions, etc. Mm-hmm. And being able to have a place or have places to kind of support me or have a, like a supporting role apart from either a player or additional players to, to fill that role um, helps to kind of, you know, continue that kind of stride if I'm doing some kind of FPS-based activity. So it was nice or it has been a nice experience and props on them for being able to utilize it and yeah. Eventually, I definitely look forward to them utilizing and spreading these more across Crusader and, and um, other planets as well. Yeah, yeah. Doc, we were having a conversation. Last week, we did our show on, uh, it was, we went all the way back to the Kickstarter. And we talked oh, about boy. both, yeah, we talked about 2012, both the, uh, the RSI website aspect of it, and then the Kickstarter aspect of it, right? How all the vision was, right? And since then, we talked about the different levels of things that have come forward in the development process, things that have come, gone. One of the things that we talked about came and gone, I think we talked about the other day on one of our other shows, was um, uh, Theaters of War, right? Was Theaters of War, in your opinion, possibly somewhat of a test bed? Uh, we didn't get it. We, we talked about the fact that in 2018 in Austin, they actually had it on the computers. Many backers got a chance mm-hmm. to play it and try it out. We know that it went to Fire Sprite for a little while. They were going to work on it. Then all of a sudden, silence. But but do you think that there was some elements of that that came out of that combat, you know, using multiple vehicles or certain locations that might have been inspiration for what we're seeing happening here on these platforms and stuff or or even the siege itself? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, directly, directly, uh, 100%. So I I don't think many of us know exactly what happened with the Eaters of War. Mm-hmm. Um, we we had several playtests throughout the time. I think it was 2019 sitcom when it actually was playable, and it was the one in England, because I don't remember it being there at 2018. It might have been. I thought it was in Austin. I thought I there because I remember recall. I was mad that I didn't but get it, to go play it. That's why I thought I remember yeah. it was there. But maybe I could be wrong. It might have been. But it was yeah, around I, that time. I, around I, that time. It, it could have been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know one a lot of two. drugs. Mm-hmm. So oh, lefty and chaps is Manchester. Okay, it was yeah, Manchester. It was okay, Manchester. okay. <laughs> but I'm hallucinating then. Okay. Maybe yeah. I thought I was so, in Manchester. I don't know. Okay. We had, we had a bunch of playtests. They changed things. Ah, like every time okay. we did a playtest, it was different. I can't really talk about too much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just kind of like disappeared. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think when they brought Fire Sprite in, they weren't trying to fix Theaters of War anymore. I think they were trying to fix first person 
everything so movement shooting mm. weapon handling all that needed to be fixed and it was it used to be you know it, it used to be kind of like a game where there's a first person mode but it was more about spaceships mm -hmm. and now it's like there's more it's more about the first person experience and there are spaceships mm -hmm. so like they've changed these they've changed the mechanics the locomotion the weapon handling mm -hmm. the weapons themselves like a lot of things got shifted around and changed by what you could tell was a a veteran fps a studio that came in and started fixing mm. these things up and i think i think what they decided when they got done learning what they could and stealing as many people away from fire spiders they did they uh they they, they went into siege of Horse and thinking well this is going to be this is going to be better than theaters of war because theater of war was supposed to be like a star marine thing right. you go into the main menu and you click and you go into it and you get into it and it was like a little battlefield game mm. which it was okay. It was fun when it worked, but it hardly ever worked. Mm -hmm. And so once I got Siege of Orison working, and the things that we, we seem to, people seem to kind of forget is that Siege of Orison also brought with it the larger server cap because yeah. of because of all the, the Gen 12 things that they got done in the background, because of all the the server meshing groundwork that got put into place before then, and all of those things allowed them to expand it and make it where it would actually work with mm -hmm. that many NPCs and that many players. Mm -hmm. And that that was all directly taken from Theaters of War, mm. whatever they learned from Theaters of mm. War. So it's not like Theaters of War was a complete waste of time. They didn't learn anything from it. And it just mm -hmm. wasted backers' money and time. It, it It is directly responsible for Siege of War. And, and I think we might still see Theaters of War one day, but mm -hmm. I think uh, I think they're like they said, they're moving more to doing things for Squadron 42, which means they want to get all of the FPS stuff down where it, it feels like a AAA FPS game mm -hmm. movement and everything like that. Because if you've played any games, any FPS games that aren't to that polish level, you can just quickly learn where the disadvantages are and where the bugs are and where they, they took shortcuts where, like, you can't shoulder peek without dying and things like that. Right. So it's like they, they had to get all this working. And the server tick getting increased from 8 to an average of 25 now is amazing mm -hmm. for anybody who does any kind of combat. Okay. So, yeah, I, yeah. I think all of that's related to Theaters of War. So okay. Thank you, man. That's why we have Doctor here. He's the guy who studies. That's, right. That's it. That's it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's move on then. Uh, da, 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 da. The security post Korea reactivation. Mm. A oh, lot boy. of raising cane about this thing shifting a little bit because people were worried about being able to uh, eliminate their crime stats and whether it was going to be too much and whether it's going to turn people off. Uh, let me go with you, Calrati, first on this one. Any feedback regarding Korea? So, um, firstly, props to the uh, to the design. I really like the layout. I really like the colors, the shifting colors. I like the activity. It's a lot more NPCs there. Um, and uh, personally, um, I'm okay with it. I don't know if um, kind of funneling it um, as being the only... Um, point to quantum travel to to wipe your crime stat uh was too early or not um but i mean star citizen and we've had a lot of early things that we may not have agreed with um you know was the right time to come in but ultimately it, it um the whole design of korea it um as being a very limited point poi to wipe your crime stat. i um i think it makes a lot of sense because eventually um we won't be if you if you choose to become a criminal or a bad person you're going to be a criminal about mm -hmm. person for a very long time. Yeah. Right. Um, and if you really wanted to, to wipe, because um, just, to, just to add to that, 
we are going to get um, reputation or V2, um, reputation V3 to kind of cement how, um, you know, how close we are tied to a particular faction, right? So you won't be able to just wipe your crime stat and you're mm. good with, uh, you know, the UEE mm. forever again, mm. right? I mean, I do know that the counter argument to that is that there are still bugs and you will still get an accidental crime stat. They have made it a little easier, especially where, um, you know, crimes have one and two, you can still pay it off and such. Right. Um, but I do agree with the whole concept of there being less points of interest to wipe your crime stat. Mm-hmm. Um, in Stanton, mm-hmm. because if you really want to do something really bad, then you're going to have your cramps up, but it may not actually be um, a permanent thing, right? Mm-hmm. It may be a temporary thing to wipe it temporarily off your record. So I do like that they decided to kind of limit the POI. Um, we're going to have to see, I guess, in the long term, um, what people's experiences are um, versus the bugs that accidentally give you the crime stat you know, uh, um, tier three. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately I agreed with, um, with your direction, their approach to this. Okay. So especially the emerging gameplay, I do, I really, really do like that kind of experience as well. Okay. DK, um, is this a precursor to some other things in relation to AI performance? Uh, you know, we've seen them talking over the last year about being able to start having the AI, which we know is down to some of the derelict locations on the moons and the planets rather. Uh, but now we've got a station, right? That mm-hmm. they've now introduced this AI aspect. How do you feel about that? Because we still have Kovalec station, which is, you know, the abandoned uh, station Kovalec. there, but they, they went with Korea, right? Which was also technically, it wasn't abandoned, but you know, you'd have the little spawn guards once in a while, but now they've actually kind of built a whole theme around that. Yeah. Um, you think yeah. this is kind of more tweaking for the whole AI aspects of the game? Absolutely. And I think it's cool that they reinstated Korea. I think it kind of makes sense for Stanton to, you know, to have Crusaders security forces, you know, um, pretty much guarding the system in a way um, and having that one point of uh, access like Calrati said, to wiping your major crime stats, I think it makes sense, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in many ways. Is it a precursor to a lot of different, a- absolutely too. I mean, this is this is like, you know, we, Dr. Bree talked about Tessa Grounds, you know, using um, Theater's Reward and, mm-hmm. and, and what we see in Siege of Oris. And this could be Test Grounds, mm-hmm. you know, for, uh, you know, AI operation inside of a, uh, you know, inside of a equation. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? You know, um, you know, we might be seeing them eventually walking around and fixing things or patrolling mm-hmm. uh, and, and doing, you know, different things based on um, what's happening in the environment or perhaps even in a system. Um, you know, they might call make a call out to somebody at the top, you know, oh, somebody's trying to break in, yeah, yeah. do this, you know, and they start setting up traps for you and stuff like that. You know, they, yeah. I think we saw that in, um, I don't know if it was isc or an scl um where they were showing the ai moving around um the different obstacles and you know they they'd have communications with each other on um on where you know doing searches out and and seeing you know looking for you actually looking for you we're going to start seeing more of that you know and korea is going to be a good place for that because once you infiltrate um security forces are on guard yeah. And they're going to be looking for you and searching you out. It's just going to get harder and harder and harder. And I love the fact that they're, you know, this is, you know, they're using it as a place to get started. The rivers, mm-hmm. they put in one river 
and everybody went up in ours. Why only one river? We've got 40 rivers now, but they needed to make sure that one river worked before they put 40 of them in and then they all broke. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, Good point. Good yeah. Point. AI Korea. Okay. Is it testbed? Absolutely. Okay. Zach Murray, they did some interesting stuff here. Not only did they, you know, breathe life into this thing, but they actually did some redesign on it, right? I mean, they mm -hmm. changed the look of the facility, the whole nine yards. Um, and again, to your, to your point earlier, you were talking about the different platforms and how they've expanded what was, you know, at once for Siege of Orson, just in that one location, but now you've got these other locations. CIG has talked about <clears throat> creating these different places for missions to take place in the game. Correa is one of them. Orison, they talked about those buildings, those corporate office buildings, that there would be stuff like mm -hmm. that. Do you think that that's far away that, you know, maybe pretty soon those buildings that maybe oh. we could just on the land on the roof, now we'd be able to go in and talk to, you know, NPC mission givers and stuff. Do you think that might happen? Uh, for more like for more like Area 18 and stuff, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Well, because like, so the, the corporate offices and corporate retreat buildings and things like that for Orison are where Siege of Orison take place. That's mm -hmm. what those platforms technically are, right. is for their, their more higher upper end clientele and housing their business and corporate affairs and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um Korea Korea changed a lot and I'm I'm really glad that they they didn't just get rid of it and bring in something new mm -hmm. or just you know I, I do want them to get rid of Alisar but that's mm -hmm. for a different reason. But like I I like the, the mm -hmm. updates that they did to it. They they changed it from being this this basic asset that we had had since 2.0 days where you know things things were kind of held together by chicken wire and duct tape and bubble gum, you know, mm -hmm. like it was, it was very asset rich. It, it took a long time. You could tell whenever you got near it, that your FPS would go down because it had to pop in all these details mm -hmm. and all these different textures that they don't do anymore. So they had to go through and do a complete rework. It, it's a lot faster now. It's a lot smoother. It's a lot more optimized. Mm -hmm. It looks better. The color scheme is better. Mm -hmm. it, like the color scheme before was kind of, in a way it made it hard to see other people because mm -hmm. they were all kind of like the same grayscale browns and oranges. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so now that it, it pops with the bright blues and the whites and the greens from the plants and the guards walking around, all the mm -hmm. spawn closets change to be more defendable locations. So you can't just sit outside of them and shoot them as soon as they spawn anymore. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the room with the contraband is completely different where you mm -hmm. go in and you can steal from them. Um, I, I agree that with Calretti that I like the fact that they took away all the POIs where you could go and clear your crime stat because like for me, my one friend group, whenever one of my friends plays, we, we always wind up in prison mm -hmm. and uh, we just escaped because it was so easy. You know, you get yeah. out, you get in the, you get in the Ursa, you drive 10 kilometers away, you have somebody come pick you up. They don't get a crime stat picking you up. They mm -hmm. take you to the place on Hearst and you go in, kill guys, clear your crime stat and you're done mm -hmm. back to normal, you know, free and clear. Right. But now it's like you commit a crime enough to get a crime stat to go to the prison you're you're gonna have to work it off mm. or just sit there and wait because getting out getting on a ship getting into the ursa escaping getting the 10 kilometers away getting on somebody else's ship and then flying to korea <laughs> and now you have to now you have to hide and maneuver perfectly to get past the turrets to get there so you can drop your guy off like it made it it made it a whole lot more complicated mm, yes. and it to me to me anything that makes the criminal gameplay a little harder to just grind out of where you go and like they people do in eve where they just grind a whole bunch of positive rep and mm -hmm. they go in and start pod flipping and keep mm -hmm. you know and ganking people mm -hmm. and then you know they get all their negative rep well then they just spend the next day grinding positive rep so they can go do it the next day right. and i think i think 
Rep 2.0 is going to have some exploitable areas like that, mm -hmm. but I also think that the crime system is going to kind of stay in a way where it's like, like Kalradi was saying, you get you get crime stats a lot, you're going to get a lot of negative reputation. Sure, you might be able mm -hmm. to go clear your crime stat, but you're still going to have that negative reputation on right. your record when people look at you. So you're not going to be able to keep doing like some people do where they accept the medical missions, go out, steal your ship and kill you or rescue mm -hmm. and kill you or take you captured or whatever. Like your, your reputation is going to start showing up to a point where when I go to offer a mission to rescue me, it's going to be people with four or five star rep only. Mm -hmm. And the other people who are the ones killing you and ganking and doing all that crap, they're not even going to see the mission pop up. Because yeah. mm -hmm. that's where their rep is, and so I think with Korea shifting and all these things all shifting together, it's just it's just lining up the dominoes for the criminal system being, you know, piracy is going to be allowable in the game. It's going to be a big part of the game, but it's going to be hard to do it well. It's going to be hard to do it and sustain it. Like I think a lot of people are going to have alt accounts where they go pirating once a week, and then they spend most of the rest of their time on their main account trying to build up enough resources to supply <laughs> their pirate enough to be able to go out and pirate. Yeah. Because you know, I see people with you huge fleets. Yeah, I see people with these huge fleets of javelins and Idrises and like mm -hmm. six or seven Polaris and all these things. So like, I'm gonna go pirating, and I'm like, you're, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be able to. You're gonna run Good out luck. of torpedoes after the first day. Like, where are you Where are you going to resupply this military ship? Like, yeah. pyro? Because I don't think they have the facilities. But yeah. I, don't know. I hear you. I don't mind pirates. I don't mind criminals. I, it, I would love to see them in game. Help. You can come for me, but I, I, you know, hard mode. Yeah, <laughs> hard mode. You get in trouble. Let me let me you jump on something. Yeah, let me jump on something because it's our next topic that um, Dr. Murray brought up. Uh, was there anything? Did I ask you? Did I ask you about karate? Did I ask you about Korea already? You did. I did. Okay. All right. Cool. Let me let me jump into this next thing because he kind of preempted this talking about the prison system. Um. Security post Korea, then the Curry, I'm sorry, the Korea delivery missions are coming up first. I'm sorry, I mean to say uh -huh. prison mission. Um, but I do have a question about the sandbox prison activities. Let me let me go to that switch for a second. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what those activities are. And I know that, you know, before <laughs> if one of you guys can outline what some of the stuff was, as I mentioned earlier, guys, mm -hmm. I haven't done everything in this patch yet. What are mm -hmm. the new activities? Do you guys know what that is, what you have to do? I haven't gone to prison yet. So I need to go to prison so I could try him out. <laughs> I did, but I, I I was just obsessed with killing the NPCs. I'm sorry. So that's so, that's one of the yeah. new activities. <laughs> to kill the NPCs, yeah. <laughs> like, Don't oh you have God. to go after like one of the uh, notar what so uh, uh, you know uh, a mission giver underneath in, in the. Um, I know they talked about a mission giver. Did they ever do that? Mission giver, I think it's yeah. I believe there, there, there's, there's a, mission, there's a giver. mission giver hidden in there somewhere. Um, uh -huh. Some of the NPCs will have things on them that you might want, which makes knocking mm -hmm. them out or killing them worthwhile. Okay. Um, there are shanks and things hidden all over the place now. Um, it became a lot more violent as what happened. Yes. But really. Instead of instead of there just being the go fix the oxygen generator mm -hmm. thirty friggin' minute walk from here to get out, mm -hmm. like they they did a lot of other things where like the the npc mission giver will tell you to take out certain other prisoners okay. and i haven't seen him do that for a player prisoner they're almost always npc players from what i've experienced okay but it's like it's like you do that and then some dark hat company transfers you some merits and you get less time uh, on your stay and you can get okay. out faster okay so yeah yeah it, it's it's very criminal underground and then there's mm -hmm. the there's still the the uh the white hat i guess you would call 
yeah. maintenance missions that you can take to try and clear your crime stat time down. But okay. yeah. is there a um, reputation aspect tied to that? Because that would be really cool if your reputation with the mission giver in the prison gives yeah. you opportunity to actually, if you end up going back, you've got some kind of clout. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, that would be cool. I'm not sure myself. I don't see. believe yeah. so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to look. <laughs> I am curious. Have to look. I, I'm curious to see how this unfolds because Doc, you kind of hit some stuff with me there, talking about Korea and uh, both Korea and Klesher, and Lefty mentioned earlier in the uh, chat about how this is starting to become the precursor for bounty hunting, and I am yeah, curious right. as to when we start being able to deliver, you know, your bounty, where will you take it? Will you take it to a place like Korea, where therefore they, you know, they quote unquote transfer them from there to prison? Or will it be a situation right. where you literally have to go to Klesher, uh, you know, you may get the restriction thing, but maybe if you've got a permit, it allows you to go right. and fly within the airspace of it to deliver somebody. I I'm also very curious to see where that's gonna go. Um, so yeah, I haven't been to prison yet. I haven't been a bad boy. Calrighty, <laughs> nothing you can say about the prison in particular that you know of other than what Doc shared. So from what I can remember, just don't kill an NPC if it's not a mission because you will get a higher sentence. <laughs> so Stay in there forever. Yeah, yeah. as Cal Roddy had heard. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right, let's go back now to the courier delivery missions then. Uh, I know they've done some enhancements there, especially in the areas of pay is my understanding. Mm -hmm. You get paid much mm -hmm. better now where before uh doing those little three thousand or six thousand dollar box missions was kind of wearing people out mm -hmm. uh any of you guys want to yeah. share something in relation to that because i have not done the new ones yet yeah i'll i'll start um yeah. so i've been because i i this is fun gameplay for me so that's fine mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah they they have increased the payouts a bit um and the missions actually vary um in increments of how much you get paid depending on how much you do mm -hmm. um so you can do a mission that uh only is only one delivery or you could do a mission that has two stops or you could do a mission that's got three four or five mm. um and then the money goes up from there um there's also retrieval missions where you need to go retrieve items mm -hmm. um most likely from a outpost okay. or a derelict and um <laughs> It could be really crazy because the first mission that I did there um, to do the um, uh, the initial, you know, uh, trial out, you know, mm -hmm. mission, the first one, they sent me to one of those derelicts. Mm -hmm. And this was when one of the bugs was happening that there was an overspawn of NPCs. <laughs> and so I got down to the surface and I started getting pot shots at and I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> this is, you know, this is an introduction, you know, courier mm -hmm. mission for a new player to come in and they're starting a ship and probably don't have a weapon. But I look Dark down, Souls. I get back into my ship and I get uh, get up in the air and I look down and there's like 40 NPCs swarming the area. Mm. <laughs> and I, so I just take my ship and I just try to shoot at each one. <laughs> and you know how hard it is to shoot mm -hmm. in your ship when you're that close. Mm -hmm. There's no convergence. Mm -hmm. So you're just trying to get your little <laughs> guns to hit each and ever. And then I get I get all of these done and I go flying around and I hear, hey, I'm going to kill you, son of a bitch. La, la, la. And I'm like, there's still another one. I look around and there's like 20 more. I'm like, come oh, on. No. Oh, wow. But you will get sent to some of these derelicts for a 
uh, for a courier delivery mission. Okay. Um, so you gotta you gotta be ready. You know, arm up. You know, you don't have. It's not paying enough for you to bring an escort unless you want to do it just to have fun. Okay. But uh, yeah, they're they're cool missions. I made good money out there. Okay. So I think it's I think it's the red wind ones that have the more gray legal aspects. Gray areas. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Where, where the ones in hers. Yep clear out derelicts and things like mm -hmm. that it's quite yep. quite quite insane at times um so the box missions i'm glad that they're working on them because i don't know if it's still the meta for everybody but for most of us what we tell new people when they start playing is do the box missions mm. so you learn the system like and yeah. it's not just you know you learn how to fly you learn how to land you learn how to pick up things you learn how to interact with things and learn all the little idiosyncrasies that come with moving around the game world and you get to learn where the places are, too. So you'll start to yeah. understand when someone says, I need to go to this POI, you know, well, at the very least, you know which planet it's around. Right. Right. Most of the time, you'll know what moon and even the general vicinity on the moon so mm -hmm. you can go pretty quickly and get there. And so it's very helpful. And now that the pay is starting to increase with it as well, it's, it's more lucrative and um, attractive for yeah. Yeah. players. Yeah. And for mm -hmm. returning players, too, who, you know, there were a lot of people who played three 3.0 to like 3.5 and then they just stop playing and they haven't come back and they come back at 3.17.4 or whatever and they're like what's new and mm. you know a lot of the things still weren't really new mission wise from 3.5 to 3.17 but now a lot of the missions have changed and the payouts have changed and the modalities have changed so yeah. it's nice it's good it's always good to see them go back and touch up earlier gameplay loops that they put in because they're yeah. going to keep improving them because the gameplay loops are all, you know, tier one, tier two still at this point. So, yeah. mm -hmm. Yo, Rod, you got anything in relation to that? Yeah. One thing I do like about those career um, delivery missions, especially the retrieve up is I remember, you know, one of the wishes that I had with regards to the improvements on them was integrating the importance of ground vehicles um, and from the player's standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, where it's going to be more difficult or it should be more difficult to actually just go in with your gun, uh, with your, with your ship, mm -hmm. right? And, um, you know, the first few times that I was doing the retrieve op missions, I kind of forgot. I think I was doing something. I was, I was distracted on those two times consecutively. And um, I landed my ship about one kilometer away. It was, it was a fairly small ship. Mm -hmm. I think it was um, an Aurora uh, or an Avenger. And I was running, um, you know, toward the um, the mission set, and I forgot that there was um, a ship, on the, a cutlass that would actually land and, and you know, and eventually deploy mm -hmm. the troops, and it could actually fire at other surrounding ships, and it actually destroyed my, um, you know, both of my ships. So, it was nice seeing something that was, um, that they had applied to the first um, set of um, crash, um, well, derelict ships, um, and not just relying on the turrets, you know, um, because yeah. it's actually convinced me, okay, if I have a vehicle, I could actually park my ship much further away. And especially with a vehicle, um, I'm, you know, a little bit more uh, secretive um, or stealth, uh, stealthy with regards to those things. So I can, um, I can go with a, a mule or an STV. And if I had to put in a cargo, I could just put that in into that vehicle and I tell it out of there. Um, so it was nice to see that kind of expansion from what they did previously, the derelict ships and those things with regards to the distance and ships landing from from above on the NPC side. So I, I hope that they expand on that more, which which I'm fairly confident that uh, they will. Mm. But it was nice and refreshing to see. Yeah. 
I'm glad to hear that these yeah. missions are varied, you know, that it's not just the same thing, you know, that you yeah. can actually pick what level that you want to do. And to Doc Murray's mm -hmm. point, this is definitely one of those things that we tell new players when they get in to do it. It's not just because about making money. Doc Murray made a good point. You're also learning about the game. When you do Bach missions, yeah. you get to visit these different outposts, locations. You're practicing landing, taking off, getting out of mm -hmm. atmosphere, quantum jumping, uh, and, and getting to know where things are in the different cities or the different landing yeah. zones when you drop stuff off. So they have been a great training ground, but at, they also become less challenging once you've gotten past all that. So the fact that well, if you just want to do box missions, you don't have to feel like, well, that's like, those are the baby missions. You know, you can still go back and do them, mm -hmm. especially if you're broke, you know, you can go back yeah, and make exactly. some decent money, you know. And the yeah, fun I'm, thing I'm about it, um... oh, go ahead, Dr. Barry. I was just going to say a milk run's a milk run. I mean, it doesn't matter yep. how experienced you are. You're mm -hmm. still going to have to do it occasionally because you, sometimes you're just going to need milk. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But what I was going to say is um, if you're into logistics and cargo and stuff like that, you take one of those five uh, stop missions, mm -hmm. you could start planning out your stops. Yeah. If you bring a big enough ship, you can learn Both, the right? logistics. You can learn mm -hmm. where the cargo, you know, cargo that you can trade between the different outposts and do those along with the box mission. Mm -hmm. You could double, triple, even quadruple your income just doing something like that. So you start That's figuring true. out, use some of these websites like uh, SC tools or something to, mm -hmm. to help you find, you know, what cargo you can trade between the different outposts and then you pick up delivery missions in those, you know, in those same vicinity. You can make money and have fun with it. You know, you're not making $100,000 every five minutes, yeah. you know, but maybe you <laughs> don't have to make a million dollars every two minutes, right. you know? Yeah. Right. You know, I'm fine sometimes making a hundred grand that day. Yeah. It doesn't bother me, you know, and if I make 50, I'm fine. It's not like I'm buying everything. I, maybe because I own my own ships. <laughs> maybe that's it. Yeah. <laughs> all you need is gas money, Dickie. That's all you need. I need for gas, gas money, money and, and, and clothes. <laughs> I need to look good. I need to look good. <laughs> that's all you need. Okay. Is, is our, our, hmm? our quick question mainly for the panel. Um, are, are you often finding yourselves wearing civvy clothes now more than flight suits? I have always. Oh, yes. where you're just, I'm a big role player. Suit. I'm Anytime. a role player. I'll Anytime. jump out of clothes in a minute. I, I, I stop. Listen, when I come out those stairs of our corp, I go right over to the gun shop and I walk right next door and go to the cassava right afterward. No, I'm, the I'm, first I'm, thing I'm, I do too, as soon as I log into a game. <laughs> And unfortunately, I, mean, I spent too much time in Casaba is what I really yes, enjoy doing, which sucks. Yes. Our, corp, our corp is one of my favorite places to spawn as well, and <laughs> I never go to Casaba. I just go to the gun <laughs> store. Like, people, people are like, why aren't you wearing clothes? You're always in a flight suit. And I'm like, it's a space game. <laughs> <laughs> like, half the points of interest have no atmosphere. What are you talking about? Doc, like, yeah, will... now we can, we, can, we, can, we can live in our, you know, without putting yes. a suit on now. You know? it, Even if you spawn on a space you station, can. you can. You just and you can fly I do it all the time. You just tell you 80, 80, yep. 90% of the time, I freaking go to a moon with no atmosphere, completely forget. I saw a bitch. I go back in my ship and I don't have a suit on my ship because yeah. I yeah. didn't even think about it. But so no I was like, well, I can't. I can't do this mission now. I have to go back to the space station and buy some space suit to wear. So, well, Doc, in that yeah, last patch, when they made it where there were no more ramps on the stations, I was ecstatic because that meant I could mm -hmm. fly in my clothes up. And I've always, and I have, I'm, listen, I'm OCD. 
I get on my ship. When I get on my ship, the first thing I do is I put a flight suit on there, multi-tool, and two changes of clothes. <laughs> yep, it's on all my ships. Yep. So even if I don't have something, I know I can go on the ship and there's going to be a helmet on that sucker because I get tired of nice. going places where I couldn't find a helmet with no oxygen. So this is hey, part Griff, of my have routine. Have you ever gotten to the point where you, when you want to put your armor on, you actually go to the armory and then... Yeah. Oh, yeah. The oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm terrible. Also, uh, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I noticed something in 3.18, and I s so in 3.18 you could actually walk in and out of your aurora without having to use the prompt, the animation yes, prompt. I talked about yes, that today, didn't I, DK? Yeah, you sure did. I you told sure you. Did. I said yeah. they removed the mm -hmm. animation I, really I, I, flew, I, I, flew, I flew down in the MR, and I was waiting. I'm standing there, like, what's what the heck? What's, <laughs> what's, 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 <laughs> I'm like, oh. And I, I clicked on the menu again, and all it said was open and close. I'm like, oh, I can walk yep. on this sucker? Oh, okay. Walked right in, walked right out. I'm like, okay, I'm digging that. No longer, yeah, no longer held up by that animation. That's a big quality of life upgrade right there. <laughs> it is. No more hung up by the animation. Little things. There you go. Okay, we're going to move on, gang, to talk about something that, wow, DK, we were blown away by today, oh, right? Oh, man. Kids, right? Ooh, if you yes. haven't, If you haven't gone there, you need to check them out. I know everybody says, oh, it's just a cave. Yes, it's a cave, but wow, what a beautiful work of art that they've done mm, here. Mm, Doc Murray, mm. I'm gonna go to you first on this one. You been down to the sand caves, seen them all yet? Not I am yet. not, I'm always, I'm too scared of Sarlax, so I stay away from sand caves. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, I understand. I mean, look at what the Sarlax did to Boba Fett. Look, Anyways, no, I No, just, wait, I you, you, to your point, when we went in there, the first thing Pop said was, or one of them said, man, this is giving me vibes of something coming out of here. I mean, you do actually think about nice. something living being in this cave. Cal Roddy, Cal Roddy, what about you? You been into the sand cave yet? I'm being stubborn. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for life. You're waiting. Okay. I'm staying. I was staying away from it. It's gonna right. be my eye candy for life. Okay. I right, DK. You and I mm -hmm. can talk about. This is us on the video yes. that you guys are looking at. So go ahead and tell yes. them what your feelings were about the sand cave. I'm telling you, it felt like walking into a cathedral at times. Like where you walk in and it's just immense. Mm -hmm. And like where you're seeing in the uh, in the video right now, Chad is. Uh, where we were walking into this area where light was just pouring in from the ceiling and it, you saw the light, you saw the rays, you saw the dust, you saw sand falling off the walls. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, there was just so many interesting things, the striations in the, in the, uh, in the rock itself. Um, there were, there was a land bridge that we saw in there mm -hmm. that was, uh, that was just beautiful. And then if you stood on it and you looked down, it was way deep way deep and some of those you fall in you're not coming out you know they've got uh you know what is it the ones to stick up it's stalagmites or is that stalactites stalagmites the stalagmites <laughs> okay um there were sort of ones lights on the ground on the top yeah yep. <laughs> lights on the top that's it um but they went <laughs> man if you fall down there you're dead yeah literally yeah. those those spiked rocks they do kill you. In fact, <laughs> in fact, there was somebody them. down there dead there and all their armor and everything. Then we track we tractored them up. <laughs> we tractored them up. He had on a really nice RE armor suit, oh. yellow suit. They, they, talk about that right there. Yes, the little bug. That thing was so everybody thought it was alive. <laughs> it was. The freaking arms are moving on that thing. The freaking arms are moving on that thing. When you pick it up, it is moving. It doesn't move around. They do shake. They shake. But they do, like, they, they you... do like this when you're like, yeah. if it's sitting on the ground, the arms are doing this. It's, 
It, this is and the man did when you pick it up, it looks crazy. you stares in the face. Oh my god. Gross. <laughs> if that thing came to life, it would scare the snot out of you. I swear I was waiting on that thing to like jump. Hey Gigi, where you at? <laughs> yeah, that was a freaky that was a freaky little thing. Uh but you could take it with you. Take it home as a little You could pet. take it with you. Pops tried to put it into his backpack and take it. Game yeah. crashed and we lost it, but he lost um, his. I kept mine. Yeah, he, oh you got yours? Okay. When we got to okay. the station, I took it off and left at the station. Then when we died, it was that still was there. good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's still there. Persistence, because yep. he didn't kid. Yep. Um, but no, that's that. It was such a cool experience. I was as soon as you get a chance to get in there, if you haven't had access, and you, um, but once it goes into, if you want to wait until live, totally. But if you want to jump in, you know, once it goes to open PT, you go check it out. Yeah. It's really beautiful. You got to find somebody to help you get there. But once you get there, there'll be like a hundred ships waiting for you, and they're you know, <laughs> no. They're all just sitting there because people log out and their ships is just waiting. Yeah, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah, because you know, and it's this happened to us several funny. This happened to us several times today, guys. When we talk about that in relation to persistence. Several times we arrived at locations, and of course our scanners are picking up ships, and we're thinking, okay, let's be ready, you know, when we get there. And we get there and the place is completely, you know, abandoned. There's no people there. Five, six, seven ships there. People are evidently, like DK said, they're logging out, or maybe it's a crash. A crash. Mm -hmm. You know, but there are ships there and nobody's there. When we got here, we figured we went in the cave. You know, it's a POI, probably some right. people there. There was absolutely nobody there. There were like six ships out there and they, they were just sitting there. And the good thing nobody about them around. being there, though, is that they're markers. So when you there are, are markers, looking for yeah. it, because believe mm -hmm. me, try to find that hole, don't try to do it at night. That's all I'm going to tell you. Mm -hmm. You ain't going to find it at nighttime. You're, you're not, not going to find it. We waited until sunrise until we ended up finding it. Yeah. Um, but uh, what I'll say about this is, uh, and Doc, you might, I'm sure you'd appreciate this being the science person that you are. These environs also lend themselves, as you mentioned, to what type of creatures we may see inside of them. So when I was yeah. in here, I felt spider, you know, versus, <laughs> versus when I'm in the caves, I feel more boreal stalker. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see if they start developing the type of fauna is also in relation to the type of cave is, you know, sand or whatever is underwater caves, whatever the case may be. But you can see how these are ultimately going to be scary places. It's not going to be the humans you're worried about running into or the NPCs, but there may be something more terrifying than that, you know, depending on where you are. And I hope they do that in the game. I really do. I hope so. I hope yeah. they do that, you know? Something like, like like Doc said, something come up from under that sand on you and you're not expecting it oh, and cut you off. You know, it comes up between you and your other people and you're cut off. Oh man, that's going to be amazing. I can't wait to see it. So, yeah. mm -hmm. yep. so check out the sand caves, guys. Really, really very Definitely. beautiful. TIG, we got to give it to you. You, The design is beautiful on them. They feel real. Uh, traversing, yeah, them, traversing them is real good. It doesn't feel awkward. Yeah. Um, it was to... even nice not having that little yellow strip that you find yes, in the other case. Yes, you, you have to look and see. Out. You actually, you, actually look. Yep, you look and figure mm -hmm. it out how to get around in it. It, it is. It's more intuitive. Again, mm -hmm. it, it, it's just done well. The design layout is done well on it. So kudos yep. to them for that one, okay? Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, the Daymar crash site. We didn't get to go there. No, and I don't know if there's down. anything unique about that one. Is there something unique about that particular crash site? I'm going to ask Doc or Calrati because um, I know me and DK yeah, have been there. It's the MSR. Oh, this is where the MSR is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's got it's got the the really heavily war, uh, weathered mm -hmm. and and like weathered, rusted, whatever. It, it's been exposed to the elements for a while. Right. It's really cool. I, it's something that I wish like we could put that skin on our regular MSR instead. You know, <laughs> like like the, that texture pack of it looked like it's all just kind of 
rusted out it's been mm-hmm. sitting there for decades mm-hmm. who knows how long and yeah it, it looks really neat um it's an msr though so you know we kind of go through like a billion doors but mm-hmm. but yeah i, I mean, think there's was... nice, um there's <laughs> oh, go ahead go ahead cal no no finish 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 i was say that the 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 600i i believe is on microtech i i haven't found it yet so yeah. i mean i i know where it is i just haven't gone there yeah so I was going to add to that and say that surprisingly, um, I think both of are on Daymar because yeah, the first so. I said, while you found the, the MSR, I found the 600i. And oh, that one was, yeah. that, when I okay. entered, it was like a whole new world. Like that cave <laughs> experience, it was like, hey, because I, had to, I actually had to save somebody. And I didn't know that they were there. I was just, okay, mm-hmm. why don't I have a POI to go there? Mm-hmm. So I, I had to literally, you know, how you would sometimes just quantum spline and cut your engines or, or turn off and mm-hmm. this thing fly down. And it's only when it was at nighttime too, so I didn't know where I was going to. Mm. Right? So it's only when I landed. Dark, and dark. Yeah. And it's only when I landed, I was like, okay, I kept going, I kept going, I kept going. And it's a good thing I wasn't running because I just hit a point where if I kept running, I would just fall off and die. Because you had to go down and scale down and it was a really cool experience. I had to make my way, you know, down this path and scale back up. And there he was. I had to, you know, um, revive them because they were downed. And it was a really nice experience. Um, the only reason why I didn't actually traverse there frequently is because sometime between a few patches ago and before, um, in wave one, there was like, you know, you would sometimes just randomly die because of the, of the terrain just randomly. So I think, I'm not sure if it's fixed now as of 3.18.0W, but um, I think it's a really cool experience just, just just looking at that. There are definitely NPCs there, so you definitely have to watch out, but it's a really cool experience. Hmm. Okay, all right. Well, I, you know, we saw some of the, um, when they were doing the earlier renderings that we saw of it, and it looked pretty cool. Uh, I'm curious to see what's gonna happen. Have they started, they are, they have added the AI there, right? Are they at those locations? Yeah. Okay. Yep. okay. All right, that's something we'll have to check out. All right, DK, we got to put yeah, that definitely. on the list too then. Okay. Yeah, on the list. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Next up, the Stanton racetrack locations, including the Grey Cat PTV racetrack. Now, we, we were going to try and get to those today. I did not get to them. I have not gone to any of the racetracks yet. DK, did you I guys did. make it over? You did. Okay. I made it to both racetracks, or okay. two racetracks. I made okay. it to two. I went to the one on Damar, and then I went to the one on Orison. And the one at Daymar actually took the mission so I could, you know, A, find the location, mm-hmm. and then B, try to, you know, see how the track was let's, laid let's, out. Let's talk about that a little bit, because people may not know mm-hmm. that their racing is now a mission in the Moby Glass. It now. sure you is. You get them for all it the sure different is. locations, right? Yes, yes. Okay. There's, you get them for all the racetracks and the different locations, and maybe these are just the starter tracks, because they added a whole bunch. Um, or And I know that there's some that you don't get access to until you've, say, completed a certain time trial a certain location or something like that but i don't know much because i hadn't gotten that far yet um they're rep based as well they're rep based yeah Mm. they're rep based um but they you know they do pay out some of those you have to put in you know to do the race before they start paying out Mm. um i think it was like 400 auec Mm. it was cheap um but i i got the 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 one that i did on daymar i i was flying the msr right (laughs) <laughs> and I went over to it and I had the mission in the MSR. I'm like, well, let me see if I can do this. So I, <laughs> I start this race and the first obstacle I had to go through, I could barely fit. <laughs> I'm like, well, 
Yeah, you can't do, do this in a big ship. You can't you can't do it in anything lighter uh, bigger than an M50 or something. Really, because those spaces are so so tight. Um and the turns that you know are turns are very sharp. Um and I, I was just drifting everywhere. But it was cool to see uh those locations and how detailed they are and how difficult they are. Uh, so it, it really is going to give a challenge to racers out there for some of these tracks. And I'm looking forward to see what the other one, uh, other ones kind of look like, but, uh, but they're great pick cap PTV. I can go on that one. If you want. Yeah, you can still go on it. Just quick one on that. That was one. fun. That was a whole lot of fun. Okay. Yeah, I got there. There was nobody there. I was waiting on pops and fists, mm -hmm. uh, but we had server issues. Mm -hmm. um, but so I, I got there and, and nobody was around, but there were buggies everywhere. Upside down, blown up. <laughs> there were uh, tires in the middle of the uh, racetrack. It was just hilarious. I grabbed one and I was trying to race around and I went around a corner too fast, ended up upside down, couldn't get out. <laughs> and, 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 and if you flip over and the and and your motor is on, you will just go into this infinite spiral spin <laughs> that you can't get out of until you shut off your motor. So you have to make sure you shut that down before you try to crawl out of your upside down PTV. <laughs> but, but it is so much fun. And if you get the one thing that I, I hope that they figure out, because I don't know if they can though, but if you flip over and obviously you can't get your, your buggy upright, because for some reason the upright thing didn't work and you're stuck in the track, you got to walk all the way back. And that's not fun <laughs> because I that's, couldn't find a way to hop. It appears. It takes, yeah. It's a lot longer than you think it is. Mm. And you can't jump yeah. over the railing. So you have to walk oh, all the way, way back. back. Oh, wow. And it is just crazy. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, that did have to happen a couple times. <laughs> they had to put those soft barriers up so you couldn't fly mm -hmm. off the track as much as you were. Yeah, the, first, the first few iterations of it, like, if you were going full speed on some of the straights, then going into turns, you didn't break enough. You were just <laughs> the <track>. launched. Which <laughs> is nothing to be done. You were just gone. So yeah. they really should allow us to vault the railing, Shade. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it, some way, or maybe it's some kind of a a walking bridge, bridge, you know, that goes over the track or that you can access from any. I don't know. Yeah. But it, it, <laughs> you're going to need a friend to come pick you up in their PTV. <laughs> I mean, at least it's got a second seat, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Calrati, what do you think? I about was the really. Oh, good, Doc. Good, Doc. I was just really hoping for the PTV rework. I, I was yeah. hoping they have it ready yeah. for this, but yeah. not so much. Yeah. It, let me ask you a question. Do you think that that rework is going to balance the vehicle out more so that it minimizes that type of stuff from happening? Maybe more maybe. stability? A little bit more stability, maybe? I, I hope so, because... those PTVs were never designed to be resistance. doing racing, you know what I mean? So I'm just curious. Uh, I mean, they were designed to be jumping around in obstacle courses. Yeah, that was cool. in your yeah. hangar to that ramp, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cal Roddy, what about you? You've, you've been in the uh, the new racetrack? Yeah, I, I, I well, with regards to, you know, the race courses, I definitely have to say props to them. Um, I've tried out the Grim Hex one. I've tried out the one, um, one of them in, in Microtech. I tried Snake Pit um, with the racetrack improvements and um, the one in Daymar. And I would have to say I especially enjoyed the one at Microtech and um, Daymar. But it's it feels like such a challenge at night, too, because yes. I remember I was trying one of them at night at night at, in, in Microtech. 
it, it, I think was it Microtech or was it one of the moons? I can't remember. And I literally had to keep pinging so mm. I'll see where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my god! And I'm I'm there just trying to hit my record, beat my record while pinging. And I'm like, oh my god! Because it it just felt that kind of adrenaline rush, mm. and it was so enjoyable. Um, and I cannot wait until we see more events with other players, with possibly with AI. But even now, I think it's uh, it's such a wonderful improvement. Um, and yeah, I definitely props to CIG for putting this in because I, this is just an example. For example, um, for instance, in the subsequent patch, they're going to be putting these, or at least some of these, into Arena Commander. And mm-hmm. just briefly touching on what Dr. Murray said um, with regards to Tau or an aspect or an inspiration of it, um, you know, seeing as how we have the Siege of Orison experience right now in the PU. That doesn't mean that they can't integrate that into Arena Commander or something like that that can actually kind of mirror the whole Tau experience, mm-hmm. similar to what they're going to be doing with the racetracks in Arena Commander. So, um, but jumping back to the race, you know, the racing experience, I love it. Simply awesome. Yeah, yeah. They, they even did very well with the time trials and how it works, like yes. uh, the yes. different ju- the checkpoints and yeah. the notifications you get, and it's really really cool. I. I, I don't know, Calready. Maybe you can answer this, or, or Dr. Murray. If there's a your your time is compared against the fastest time, does that show in the bar above the uh, the checkpoint meter, or is it is it just based on your time, not on everyone's time that has actually done the tra- uh, track? Mm-hmm. I would be interested because it is reputation based, right? Yeah, I wonder. I think- if- I think for now it's personal because at least mm-hmm. maybe because I was testing too early. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least from my experience, it was personal. I'm not sure if anyone in the chat also, Dr. Murray. Yeah, maybe like a leaderboard, a leaderboard. Yeah, if yeah like I know something that. Like um, that. that would be cool. Way back when they had like a sneak peek, like some years ago, where mm-hmm. they had a dragonfly and a leaderboard um, uh, for the sneak peek. And uh, you know, everyone was, was excited. I think that was a 3.0 yes. sneak peek. And it yes, didn't really come yet. So. It was the scramble races in like 3.7, yeah, 3.8. People, yeah, scramble races came in yeah. 2. Point, yeah, oh, like and one of those. And then left and left in like 3.7 or 3.8. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. what I joined the game was 3.7. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Darn. Yeah. So they, they had oh, a lot man. of this stuff ready from the scramble races that they did before. So it wasn't it wasn't too bad. The 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 stopwatch that goes yes. on the HUD mm-hmm. is. Thank you. When it works, it's nice. I was I was thinking it was gonna go backwards like the friggin' compass though. I figured it would just like start at nine 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 and work its way down, because that just seems to be the way they do things. Like, well, you know, we count time from one million down to zero. <laughs> All right, well, we're gonna have to check out the racetracks. We were trying to get. I was Do trying so. to get there today. I crashed right before we got there. DK was able to get there, so I'm glad you got. It. At least one of I the four it. of us got to see it. Right. One of the four of us got to see it. Okay. <laughs> got there too yeah okay uh next up dr murray touched on this earlier and i think dk did too new rivers uh we did get a chance to do that today we um Mm -hmm. we flew over to microtech and as you guys know that our first initial river was placed there uh and now they've expanded that even further and uh we by the way, guys, a uh, safety tip of the day, avoid looking for rivers at night. Oh, please don't. Avoid looking night. for them at night. Um, but we, uh, th- th- that, you know, the time was, t- we were trying to get ready for the show today. We had to go when we could go. 
Uh, and we did find it. Fist Fist was able to find it, and we 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 the got first there. One, he found it pretty uh, pretty well too. Yep, he did. He, <laughs> he struggled a little bit. He had to do some cross referencing between two content yep, creators, yep, but yep. we finally found it, and uh, it was great. It was we we uh, we spent a little time there. Fortunately, the sun was beginning to rise right when we got yeah. there, and so we were able to be able to see it. Um, I think the thing that impressed me about this, you know, when we first got the first river, it was just like a I forget what the length of it was, but it was just a tester, right? It was just kind of a little meandering kind of thing. I think it was five kilometers. Yeah, it was like five kilometers. Yeah, it was five or fourteen. There was a there was a four in it. I want to say. Yeah, and it just it meandered from a larger pool of a small lake and kind of meandered through some trees and stuff. But I haven't Mm -hmm. seen the other one, so I'm only going to speak about this one because this was a different one. Um, But what I did get from this is once again seeing the potential of where all this can go in the future. Right. Um, the idea of fauna, the idea of being able to eventually uh, live and set up places near these bodies of water, which I think is really, really cool. I, that, all I kept thinking about DK is how I would love to have my hab sitting on the shore of one of these oh, things. Yeah. And I'm sure it wouldn't just be me. There would be, it'd be like any other community of people that build around some lake or something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, being mm-hmm. able to have places where you've got landing pads or areas and then places where people have these places where they can exist and live in the game. And I know a lot of times, you know, I remember when f- they first started bringing in vehicles and things like that. And people would say stuff like, why are they doing all this? This is a space game, right? <laughs> but we found out that Chris's vision is much bigger than just the, you know, what was the, supposed to be the best damn space game. But space does intent- entail bodies entities that exist in it. and it's not just about the vacuum of space but what also occupies that you know how are you guys feeling about this expansion now with because obviously if there's life and fauna where do you think these things are going Calradi, i'll go to you since you're the last guy up on this one yeah i mean one of the concerns i think many people at different at different degrees uh, will have is um you know um, I mean, I've always admired the capability and um, how far they're actually pushing this uh, to not just make it the best damn space sim, but the best damn um, everything, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I guess one of the concerns that any that anyone may have um, at varying degrees is that okay, um, similar to how they introduced the um, the the planets in the first for the first time in three point is okay. They have a much wider play field or playground to play with. So that means that they'll have to you know they'll need to actually develop more tools and those things to put in more, um, you know, points of interest to kind of, you know, make use of that space or kind of help players to get engaged more, mm-hmm. even though it's a sandbox, right? So um, personally, I'm not too, um, you know, concerned over it because it just means that, you know, they're pushing the envelope and it helps to actually um, think about it this way. Uh, with a wider playground, that just means that, you know, you have more activity or more evolving activity to actually engage with over a period of time, right? It may mean that, you know, they may take a longer time to develop tools um, to, you know, expand on that or ex- as they expand physically into the star systems and the, and the locations in the game, but it just means that you don't find yourself or eventually, hopefully, you won't find yourself staying away from the game more, even especially if you really like this game, you know? Yeah. Um, so you'll find yourself, okay, I'll be, you know, spending a lot more time mm-hmm. due to persistence, due to a, a wider volume, a larger volume of POIs and activity, emergent activity mm-hmm. to play with my, you know, uh, with my friends and those things. And um, I definitely, you know, I'm glad that they're going in this direction. 
um, personally, uh, in terms of the rivers, I've never even been to the first one yet because mm. I'm I'm kind of waiting. I'm kind of like, you know, mm. okay, um, I'm just trying to slowly and incrementally, accidentally di discover some of these things because mm. especially in open world games like these, one of the really nice things about, about you know, these kinds of experiences is accidentally stumbling upon them, you know? So yeah. if I'm doing a mission or if I have to go somewhere, I want to be able to accidentally stumble upon these things. So I hope to experience some of these um, rivers, if not in the PTU, then in life eventually. Mm -hmm. um, but I do, I am glad that they're actually slowly and incrementally putting these things in. And, you know, just to end it off, um, the unfortunate thing is that it takes time and to realize the entire vision of what, you know, even an, exp uh, an experience like this, um, you know, a, a river experience, like having your habs and those things um, around it, it's going to take a long time. It can't hope it can happen within a single patch. It doesn't mean that it's not happening, right? It's just going to, yeah. we're just going to, we're just along for the ride, right? So might as well enjoy each step as they go by. Yeah. DK, you and I, a game that came to mind when I saw this was, and I didn't think about it back in the day, was when we were playing No Man's Sky for a little while. And what I found was after a while, I was spending less time in space and more da time down on the planet surface. I was getting my place together, you know, and yes. building things and doing stuff. I mean, do you think that that's going to change maybe the way some players look at this game eventually? You know, because we know that CIG has mentioned things like farming, agriculture, things of that nature. Uh, and of course, we look at the Endeavor when we see the big bubbles. But what about, you know, do you think that people are going to maybe start seeing... Yeah, I mean, it's cool to be out in space and everything, but people may end up coming in the game and actually never even getting in their ship and taking off for that particular play session. They may just stay down on the they, ground. They, they might just do that. They're, mm -hmm. You know, um, I the, the perspective of the game where people might say it's a space game and the only thing that relates to the space game is the spaceship and space things mm -hmm. happening only in space. But I see the vision here being more of it's the full universe. Not only is just the space, space is the part of it, but we are living in a spacefaring society mm -hmm. or, a, you know, universe where we have access to these different planets that we can go to in our ships, but our ships are not the game itself. Or it's the living experience that is part of the game. And I think people are going to start to see that being a, a, a part of it and not having to always be the ship. Maybe I can farm or do something on, on land, or maybe I can, you know, Sanford and Son is what I was mentioning before, and I and someone <laughs> oh, had mentioned yeah. it in chat that you could have your own little outposts and sell junk mm, know, or, yeah. or, or, or something isn't like it, that. Uh, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it Fist's uh, Fist dream to be a salvage or repair oh, yeah, man? Yeah, right. repair man. Yeah, repo man. Yeah. 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 Repo man. So I think, yeah. but I think that's that's part of it, and and really, like JJ in chat mentioned this. He's it's, uh, you know eat eat really dangerous. I Kalrati, just like you said, I love Elite. Mm -hmm. I loved it, but Elite JJ had featureless planets for a long time, and it was complete crap. Mm. I am now in a game that has things to do on a planet and gives me incentive to actually go there and do something as opposed to elite where I land on a moon and there's nothing there and I drive around and mine things that have, you know, I am basically uh, uh, grinding materials 
on a featureless moon with nothing to do. Mm. And, and, and for the longest time, I couldn't even get out of my, my, my little buggy or my ship to walk around on it. And, and now when I can, there's still nothing there, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And a point of interest don't exist. And then you start jumping, you know, through this one-on-one to one ratio version of the Milky Way galaxy, and there's nothing there. I'd rather have this where there are occupied moons and and things like that, where it's not just me jumping from system to system to system, you know, and finding that to be fun, but going down to a river and hanging out and who knows what we might find down there or set up camp <laughs> you know, yeah. and do some exploring yeah, the next they, they showed us the camping you know, equipment there's recently, the camping, right? There was the bed and right. everything, right? There's all this yes, stuff that's yeah. coming, right? Yeah. We have cots already. We've had cots since 2013. That's true. Mm-hmm. Doc Murray, let me ask you a question. I'm hitting you for the science stuff here because everybody knows what a river is, but I, I, I want to tap your brain a little bit here. One of the things that has not happened, you know, when you look at this idyllic scenario, right, with these green trees and pretty flowers and all that stuff, it's very easy to think that that's where I'm going to go, right? But CIG has not introduced those other things that happen in worlds and moons, dynamic weather, right? Some right. people may pick a planet that is barren, that has terrible winds and stuff because for their own <clears throat> being able to be covert, that's a good right. place to be, right? Versus picking the place right. that's sunny with the daisies. There may be people who are willing to take terrible weather, right? Or terrible conditions or even mm-hmm. monsters for their base uh, is a form of protection, right. right? What are some thoughts you think about that? These different experiences where we could not only rivers, but maybe when there's bad weather, you know, low visibility where you can't even see. Give us some thoughts about how you think that can work out with gameplay. In, in some ways, there's there's already adverse weather. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, there's the wind storms, yeah. the hurricanes on some, of the, especially around the Microtech yes, moons. Oh like, man, those are brutal. And of course, because I had to mathematically figure out how much surface area and what wind speed it would cost to move these ships around. Mm-hmm. When, when you look at it, it's like 95 to 120 mile per hour winds mm. are enough to move pretty much every ship in the game, regardless of how how much mass they have because of how much surface area they, they throw out and all those things. Mm. So the winds are ridiculous and they will move your ships around. They're already there. Um, sandstorms happen on some of the sandy moons, mm-hmm. which are low visibility. You get the blizzards on Microtech mm-hmm. and uh, Terpy. So like it's there already. And um, to your point, yeah, like, I mean, they call it colonialism, which is kind of silly to me, but um, we all we all know what that means. Um, so, we we I I think you're right though. I mean, like for me personally, I would rather put my hidden base on a desolate moon, mm-hmm. way away from anywhere, mm-hmm. with like constant dust storms or something to, to obscure it, where you just can't fly over and see mm-hmm. it, you know, and then just drop your A two bombs on me. Like you have to find it, mm-hmm. and maybe you can't even fly in that area. You have mm-hmm. to like drive, yeah. or you know. Another thing that I always want is the asteroid bases. I definitely want one of those still mm-hmm. where I can just hide in an asteroid field and, yeah. you know, have my ships parked in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like there are plenty of people who, me included, who are like when Goss comes out, we want to we wanna build by the beach or something, you know. Oh, yeah. If we're capable of doing that, you know, all these these beautiful resort worlds and things like definitely. And the moons with rivers or even like, the rivers on Hurston and Microtech, you know, mm-hmm. they're they're very verdant areas of these planets, and these planets have some really interesting um, environments on them. Like, mm-hmm. 
the snow areas and stuff. And like Hurston just has some desolate areas and then just areas with junk pile all over the place. And you know, it's all polluted and you know, you can just get that feeling of being in Detroit looking at the river. So yeah, I mean, I think we'll see people building by rivers. I, uh, I agree. We'll see people building hidden places mm-hmm. in bad locations as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I hope it starts coming soon. And like you were saying, though, we, we call this me, me, my, my kid calls it the space game. Mm-hmm. And it's more it's more like a shorthand that we're saying because it's more of a science fiction game than anything. Yeah. And like, yeah, like Elite Dangerous, Elite Dangerous is, is a science fiction game, but it's more of a space game. And they've tried to add on other things as it's gone to make it more terrestrial where mm-hmm. you can do things like that. But I mean, when it came out, it was pure and pure. It was just space like there was. There was no way to go to planets. You would just go scan, move yeah, around. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so as more features get added and like I, I compare Star Citizen more with like No Man's Sky at this point where, you know, the, the multiplayer aspects of No Man's Sky were kind of garbage for a long time. They're starting to make them a bit better where mm-hmm. it's actually kind of fun to play with your friends. Mm-hmm. And it's getting there and it's very sci-fi as well. And it's got that more cartoony look with the, the procedural generation and things. And so it, it, it plays better to some ways but then it's not nearly as in-depth as star citizen like you when you fly your ship in no man's sky it's it's holding your hand the whole time like you it's really hard to crash into the ground and in star citizen it's really hard to stay from crashing into the ground sometimes (laughs) like you come in and you don't realize that your ship weighs you know 100 tons and your thrusters can only move it up and down in vtol mode and your reclaimer just plummets into the ground (laughs) like i've seen it happen so many times and like playing no man's sky you just see people kind of like flying directly at the ground and then their ship just automatically levels off and lands and mm. so there's, there's i'll give the, you a hard it's not the player skill i'll give you a hard mode though you can't add mods on there that will uh that will make it exponentially harder but uh, <laughs> there's one thing but, about the uh weather is if you really yeah. want brutal storms play no man's sky <laughs> yeah. oh god yeah let me yeah, talk about that that's true Jeez, let me talk about that some of the <laughs> the extreme weather incident events yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah. We're almost... but i mean mm-hmm. go ahead. We, we i think i think we do a lot of silly classification in the star citizen community where we call things like the space game or we call things like mm-hmm. just random things and it's like well you know it's it's all shorthand though because you know the, the community is pretty old and by the time you get a community 10 15 years old like this there's going to be all kinds of shorthand that mm-hmm. people who are just coming into it are not going to know what we're talking about and and it's funny when you see them in game and people are just like listing off all these things like they're doing and people are like what the hell are you talking about i can't even get to my ship like, i don't even know where the spaceport is i'm stuck on this planet like there's no tram i can't leave area 18. that's right that's oh. right okay all right, listen, let's, uh, we're almost here to wrap it up. Let's hit uh, the additional derelict outpost. Now, I, unfortunately, you know, I haven't been to any of the new stuff. I haven't seen the new Jump Town. I have not been to any of the, the 600i, the, the, the MSR, and I haven't been to any of the other outposts. I went to one on Microtech, just one. So if any of you guys have any information about those other derelict outposts, please feel free. Because I know they put a bunch of different looking stuff in there now, supposedly, right? There's all sorts of different places. I mean, uh, some of the ones that I went to, you know, on my introductory cargo or, uh, you know, delivery box mission mm-hmm. uh, as a, you know, as a beginner that I went to, um, it had 
just like the little different areas or you know it's it's similar to like the ones that we find you know i think for the reclaimer one and, right and a few others that you know there's the tower and things like that mm -hmm. and you know sometimes but i think there's more parts of stuff strewn around yeah. which was i found interesting like ship parts yeah. just sitting there you know exploded you know cutlasses from the, you know from maybe a previous mm -hmm. session that somebody had with a you know npc or it might just be npc stuff just sitting around mm -hmm. maybe it's just npc ships just destroyed that you could walk through and loop Okay. um you know i'm sure if you had a big enough tractor beam you could probably steal the engine and take it with you <laughs> um you know and some of them they just start bouncing or you know they're you know how the uh yeah. how the trolleys do in a hangar when they all stick together and they start right. randomly just jumping around doing crazy, crazy. stuff same kind of thing that happens there but um but they were really cool you know they, they were really cool it, and they're you know, that's just, it's like, it's an outpost. Yeah. They can, they vary in many, many different ways because it's an outpost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, the one I went to cool. was, like you said, it was a broken room with towers and they had different ramps and stuff and you could climb. And, you know, there was some, a couple of NPCs, I think that we killed there that were there, but there was some, there was a little bit of loot, you know, it was worth venturing around and seeing if there was something laying around. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it was, that, but there was, that was all we were there for. Doc, anything about the outpost and your stick out to you so far or just same thing pretty um, much? They're they're pretty similar to what they were. Uh, yeah. More is better. Just keep keep adding them. Um, yeah. And like we were saying, you see them you see them during delivery missions and recovery missions, and mm -hmm. sometimes there will be go clear out this daring mm -hmm. outpost missions as well. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It definitely, definitely one thing that we neglected to mention earlier when we were talking about making sure people do the delivery missions when they start is mm -hmm. getting to the point now where we need to remind them to be armed. <laughs> Yes. Yes. yes, 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 at least a pistol. Yeah. A lot Something. of the time, a lot of time you walk up on one of those and all you've got your arc light, which might be one of the most overpowerful guns in the game, but mm -hmm. versus 20 or 30 NPCs who are 40 or 50 from, yeah. <laughs> who go from doing absolutely nothing to like laser beaming you in the face. That's a little tricky. Okay. Galrati, anything in relation to those derelict outposts? Yeah, I see that they've they've also started to implement um more of those puzzle um like those puzzle objects. I remember in the um yeah. in the ISC you were you were seeing signs where you had to like drag a box and those things and I was in Oh those, yeah, you know, yeah. And you mm -hmm. actually to get out you had to drag the box close to where you entered from because you couldn't jump out. You, couldn't out, yeah. uh, you had to drag mm -hmm. the box and actually, you know, use it to kind of, you know, jump over and mm -hmm. it's it, it's it's definitely a nice addition and I'm quite confident that they're gonna improve upon it. Yeah. Always bring a tractor beam too. Always. Yeah. Always. There's actually everywhere you go. In the in the uh in the black kite mission, the reclaimer one. Yeah. There's a similar puzzle like that. If you go down on one of these one of the storage yeah. areas where if you move this box over, you're able to jump over this like broken wall and there's a grenade yeah. launcher mm -hmm. on the other side, but you would you'd miss it if you didn't know that. You yeah. know, so yeah. it is yeah. interesting that they're putting those little puzzles in. Okay. Uh, restricted areas V3. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't know what this is, but I'm assuming it's the, the rechanging of the restriction areas over Hurston, over Lorville, because they talked about they were going to make this now that you can fly through those areas. Is that what that mm. is from the restricted areas version uh, three? Or is it no. something else? Okay. No. Okay. So restricted areas version three, basically. So we'll use Kerr, we'll use Clesher because everybody knows Clesher. Mm -hmm. When you fly over Clesher, you get a warning that says trespassing, right. entering, blah, 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 whatever. Um, as you get deeper into it, 
the timer shrinks and you will get crime stats mm -hmm. faster and faster. There was no indication for this. It was just, you were in the restricted zone and mm -hmm. now you've got a crime stat. So version three, what version three does is it adds an arrow pointing you out of the restricted area. Oh. So when you come in, you'll see an area which tells you how to get out. It'll be a little timer on there to tell you when you're going to receive a crime oh. stat for being in it and the severity and all that. So it's just, it's more um, quality of life improvements, trying to make oh. it where people aren't, because a lot of people fairly were being blindsided by these things where, you know, you're doing like Kyle Wright, he's doing an underground bunker and he dies and he sends out a medical beacon mm -hmm. and I show up to rescue him. Well, if I don't accept the mission that he has, if he doesn't share it to me, mm -hmm. the bunker is going to blow me up. Right. And it's going to be restricted area. So I'm going to go in and get a crime stat just to go try and heal him. And okay. half the time he's already alive anyways, waiting for me. And he just right. kills me because he's a turd. Cause that's what Cal Reddy does. No, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's what, that's what it is. It's just trying to make it, it better for those of us who are flying around. When we see the restricted area, it lets us know how to get out faster. Okay. It keeps us mm -hmm. getting those, those unintentional crime stats because it came with I just remember Joran saying the most when, when they were talking about reactivating Korea, Korea. was mm -hmm. it's going to make it harder for people who get the unintentional crime stats to get rid of their crime stats. Mm. And, you know, which is true. It does, but right. they also made it work where tier one and tier two crime stats you can clear and they're not kill on site. So you right. can still land on the space stations and clear them. So that helped a lot as well. And this helps further. So you don't get that tier three criminal trespassing for going too close to the, restricted area nice you can just that, that's, i'm, I'm glad out. you told I'm me that because i went to a restricted area today and i did not get a warning and i you know all i knew is that i had a <laughs> missile i had a missile lock thing on me and i'm like okay time to go all i hear is you know, going. Yeah, so that was my that was my version three i guess of the missile lock thing but uh okay that's the warning is the missile yeah that, that <laughs> answers that then addition uh, to that actually yeah um when you do the um illegal bunker mission you have a timer to leave you cannot stay indefinitely anymore oh that's right that's right you have about four or five minutes to leave so you can loot your stuff mm -hmm. get out oh yep. okay okay that's good. there's a gold map though that <laughs> yeah i know that's that's a good point good point you're gonna be out there looting you're gonna that, get a crime status as soon as you can. that is a good point uh, <laughs> okay, uh, I don't have these on the screen, guys, so kind of bear with me. I'm just going to read some of these off. Um, these are in relation to gameplay. Uh, now they're on bed. Logout is now blocked if you're in a landing area. That was something that happened today, DK, when we were out there. If you were in a landing area, you couldn't log out in there. I think Well, it was a locked ship, so Fisk could not log out in my ship, nor who could he log out in Pop's ship. I thought when you guys were at one of those bases, you know, I thought when you guys were at one of oh, the. Oh, you uh, know what? No, or you know what happened was. So what well, had happened was. What had happened I was. In, <laughs> I was in the air trying to get out, oh. and I was having issues with my cursor. The cursor wasn't showing up, and right. I could not select any planet or moon or anything because there's no cursor, and I couldn't see where I was on the uh, star map. So me and so Griff and I were just like, why don't I just bedlock? Okay, I'll just bedlock. So I'm sitting out in space. I thought I was in space. So I'm he's sitting not. out in space. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so I get out of my seat. And now, granted, I did shut off the engines. Get out of my seat. And I go to the back. And I lay down. And it says, ship must be landed to bedlock or to log out. And I'm like, huh? I'm like, why can't I not bed log? I'm in space. There should be a reason for me to be able to uh, to bed log. Why is this not working? 
And so I tried a couple more times, tried a couple more times. I'm like, oh, this isn't working. Let me go and uh, try to, you know, see if I can't get a lock on it again. And I get back into seat <laughs> and then I look down and I'm like, oh, because I'm falling out of atmosphere. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm falling to the ground. Hey, guess what? We got a good test of soft air. Yes, we so did. I, yes, we did. Get down to the bottom. <laughs> I got down to the surface. I bounce around. <laughs> I'm flipping and falling all over. I'm waiting for the ship to explode. I'm just waiting. I'm like, there's sparks everywhere. I'm just waiting. And then it just stopped. And I'm upside down. I'm like, I'm still alive. Ship's disabled. I'm upside down. Let me get out and see if I could actually get out of the ship, you know, and I actually did get out. It right-sided me up as soon as I walked out of the ship, which was great. I didn't fall through the planet. And, um, and I called Griff to come pick me up and then the game 30 k but <laughs> it's like immediately 30 k after that. But that's us. So, so but it was cool. But use, it was cool. Soft death works. I was going to say, let's use that as our entree to another thing that's been added is soft death, right? Mm, uh, mm -hmm. The fact that soft death actually does work because most of the time, like DK said, you're just expected to, well, it's going to blow up and wake back up at my spawning point, mm -hmm. but it didn't happen. Yeah. So uh, that is in place. I'm just going to read these and then you guys can comment on them. So the bed logging is also bed logging is blocked, if I'm not mistaken, if you're in combat. Somebody yes, cannot yes, jump yes. into their bed uh, to, to try it. to escape if they're in combat. Uh, there's a great video. It wasn't Avenger 1. It may have been Avenger 1. It was a short clip that he put on TikTok. It was hilarious. He's attacking this guy, and he's and he's assuming that the guy's trying to bed log, right? The guy's in a, a, a Corsair, I think. And he's like, yeah, buddy, you can't bed log. You can't bed log. You're gone. You're gone. He's firing on that shit for a Next thing you know, the back ramp comes down on that Corsair and you see the Rover shoot out the back. The guy <laughs> ejected himself out that way and got away and got away. That was the cool part about it. So yes, you cannot bed lock if someone is attacking you. Uh, yep. And then yep. lastly, um, updated the component damage for coolers and power plants. Now I haven't had any time to monkey around with that. I, I don't, don't know what know the, I don't know if they're bringing back the, there's levels of damage to those where you have to get them repaired. Is that um, what the deal is doc? Uh, maybe. Well, no, it's more. So it, it's complicated. The ships have this global health point pool, right? right. Yeah. But each part of the ship has its own health point pool pool that kind of adds up to this so like you can shoot one part of the ship and kill its 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 health and it used to be if you did that the ship might explode right most of the time it would and the rest of the ship would still be fine but like the ship would explode and everybody would die mm -hmm. so now it does the soft death and things uh. like that parts will break off and things will break but what they did is the each component has its own hit points and those hit points are attacked directly by the distortion weapons oh, so distortion okay. weapons attack the components hit points and when they take them down to a certain point then they're they not go working to zero gotcha. and they they turn off and i think it's five minutes that they're off for yeah five minutes when you, when you power them down yeah so once those get broken you've got five minutes before you can do anything so wow. it's, you know get ready for borders kind of situation you know get ready wow. for them to try to come on your ship um all of this really just pushes right up against repair like mm -hmm. like we're seeing we're seeing all this and like the soft death and all that is still kind of like a permanent death like you have to go and reclaim your ship once once you if you live and you're able to get to a new space to get a new one or whatever and you, they don't kill you or whatever mm -hmm. so 
you still have to go and reclaim it to get it. But at some point, we'll be able to repair our ships. So we'll be able to repair the components or we'll have to have spare components on board to replace them if they get completely destroyed, where like they come on the ship and blow up your gravity generator or whatever. You're going to have to fix that or you're just going to be in microgravity the whole time. So that is coming. Okay. This year, I hope. I wouldn't count on it though. Okay. But once repair, like we are, we are very much butted up against repair right now. Where yeah. there are a lot of a lot of systems coming online that repair are going to be needed, so we can continuation from where we are. But right now, it's still just another kind of death. Basically, it's just a, it's a soft death, like we say. You know, the gotcha. ship doesn't explode and kill everybody, and you lose all your cargo and everything. But you can't fix it from that point. It doesn't yeah. repair after five minutes and take back off. Now, if somebody comes up and uses distortion cannons and shuts your ship down, and then comes on. To takes your cargo and leaves you alive and leave then in five minutes after you get shut down your ship will power back up and you'll be able to continue on your way okay so it's 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 almost there but okay. yeah and the the repair tool attachment the repair part of the salvage tool is just hull scraping in reverse it, it doesn't mm. fix anything that's broken right. thus far so if you lose a wing it's on. gone you can't you can't put the wing back on yeah. with the repair right it just does but, the skin and that's it that's it just does this game, yeah. It, yeah. it just erases it erases the fallacies that people are drawing on your ship. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> By the way, remember I spawned my ship and my ship was oh, salvaged yeah. when I spawned it. Yeah. Now, granted, I had just recopied my account and yeah. I spawned that ship for the first time, and it was already pre-salvaged. Yeah, somebody NPCs, else. NPCs, man. Yeah, it, it already it had. Yeah, it had NPCs. It, it was like somebody drew on that bad fella. Um, <laughs> let me let me double back real quick too, because I'm glad you said that, Doctor Murray Bell salvage. There were two things that we we neglected to mention. Uh, one of them is that in the Vulture, they did add the very first idea of crafting, where yes, you can craft a multi-tool inside of the Vulture, which is very yes, exciting. But if you forget your multi-tool. But mind you, you do have to salvage enough material to make it. But once you have that material, yes, right. you can make a tool. The second thing that I want to talk about is the Reclaimer. If you have not had a chance to do the Reclaimer, I would definitely tell you to do it. Uh, if Especially if you want to do salvaging. Uh, it's not a one-man operation or one-person operation. Uh, I would say you probably need to, 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 you could do it with four people. But to be extremely efficient, you want to have about maybe six people with you. Uh, you need a pilot. You need there are two operator locations for the lasers <clears throat> and then there's working downstairs in the cargo area as the boxes come out there are two chutes on the ship uh and, and and that material will come fairly quickly so one person can do it but if two people are down there they can keep each other company and you may want to have a, a, a sixth person who's operating in, in your turret just for protection but it's a great yeah. multiplay if you want to find multiplay in the game now the mole That's was one of our first be. steps of that but i but listen I, I'm telling you, the, 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 the Reclaimer, definitely everybody's doing something. So if you want to check that out, do it. It's a lot of fun. You make a decent amount of money. I think some of our guys went out and did it. They made 1.5, 1.4 million on their one run. And they had, they had a great time. That was the thing. They had a great time while they were doing it. Now, for some people, salvaging is not much different than mining. It's the most boring thing in the world. If that's not <laughs> your thing, no problem. But we do want you to know if you want to get a really good multiplayer experience, definitely take a look at doing the reclaimer um the last thing i want to hit on you guys can comment on any of these that you want to because i'm going to wrap up in a minute is the core tech and these are the things that are behind the scenes they're not the flash but they are the things that make the flash happen uh physics optimizations server performance improvements further gen 12 optimizations calradi i'll go to you on this one first any of those in particular that, that stand out to you or that you've seen in the game 
Yeah, sure. So I definitely have to touch on the server performance improvements, particularly with regards to be able to being able to actually spawn a lot more ships than just three, especially oh, yeah, um, across right. the entire standard system. Mm -hmm. um, that I think is a definitely a testament, if not a direct one, but an indirect one to the improvements that they've made uh, to be able to actually do that. So um, I'm glad, especially when it comes to you know spawning them for group um, based activity. Definitely, definitely glad for that. Mm -hmm. Doc Murray, you got anything out of those three for you? Um, I still still obsessed with Gen Twelve. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I like I know a lot of people think that just because Gen Twelve came online, they should see a huge FPS bonus and boost. But if you're already rocking a powerful system, you're not going to see much right. from just the Gen Twelve renderer coming online. All they're doing is turning off the old renderer, their old rendering API, mm -hmm. and, and they created their new one, which is going to be better and able to interface with Vulkan. When Vulkan comes online and is completely set up, then we should see an FPS boost. But the biggest thing we see with Gen Twelve right now is the server FPS increase. Yes. The server FPS was locked at eight FPS since. Mm -hmm. Before point one, mm -hmm. like it's been, it's been six to eight FPS the whole time. They talked about improving it. I think in three seventeen they pushed it up to twelve to sixteen or something, mm -hmm. and now in three eighteen with uh, display info all three on, you can see it sits at thirty on fresh servers. Once a server's been old and has a hundred people on it, it drops down to twenty five to twenty range, mm -hmm. which is which for an MMO <laughs> FPS MMO is pretty pretty great still mm -hmm. um for fps game in general it's kind of crap mm -hmm. like for combat goes but it's it's still it's it's far improved it's three times better most of the time than it usually was yeah. and it's just it's amazing when it works like yeah. that so that that's where we see all the improvements from gen 12 really coming online right now is the server tick rate which and a lot of people may not know but the server tick rate is going to influence things like ship to ship desync player to player mm -hmm. desync those situations where you come in and land in the hangar and then your ship kind of pops somewhere else that's mm -hmm. not going to happen as much if at all like it's all it's all working much better and and the the old bug that we all were very familiar with when you would have four or five people on your ship and you would quantum travel sometimes it would clone your ship because the server's sync mm -hmm. the server's tick rate was out of sync with you mm -hmm. and so you know griffin would be five hundred thousand kilometers away from us mm -hmm. in a copy of the msr that we're all flying like what's going on like he, he, he has no idea what's going on we're all laid it's in like, the i'm still here yeah, exactly and you know and then as soon as he gets out of the ship he friggin' the ship disappears and he mm -hmm. teleports to who knows where and it's just I'm like most of that is is getting resolved by the server tick rate being improved and yes. the the better server and the server performance improvements that Calrati was talking about and the physics optimizations are just going to be an ongoing thing mm -hmm. because the physics engine they are rewriting it pretty much every patch it feels like mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. it's it's constantly getting improved and optimized and then changed and then re-optimized so yeah, I mean all these things are are very important for performance but they may not be as performance driven for your system as you may be expecting, yeah. especially if you talk to people who are running on like i3s and i5s still, mm -hmm. like they're gonna see more improvement just because of the rendering API improvements. But most of us are pretty beastly systems, I yeah. imagine. So we, we won't see, we'll see four or 5% maybe yeah. for FPS. I'm, I'm hearing most ranges for most players that are not over test. People range anywhere from 30 to 70 frames averaging, you know, mm -hmm. and I mean, it's decent for an unoptimized game for all the stuff that's going on. 
uh, and nobody's complaining. Now, if those old hats, those of all of us in this room are old hats, we can tell you what bad frame rates are. Trust me, I hear people squawk about 30 frame rates and I laugh in their face right now. Exactly. I remember, I remember freaking six frame rates in the second yeah. time. Yeah. Exactly. So 30 frame rates is a, is a, is a hot rod as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. And the server was faster than absolutely. my client. Most absolutely. It'd be seconds per frame as opposed to frames yeah, per really, second. Yeah. yeah. DK, any of those three for you to stick out that you want to? comment on before we wrap up no i think you know overall because i think i mentioned this earlier it's just that the performance is just improved you know it feels like it's improved mm -hmm. exponentially um just things feel a little smoother things look a little crisper things uh you know overall there's just a it it feels more uh i don't know a good word for it um but it's just an overall improvement, and I think people will start to notice. And and when it comes to things like textures and and um, we were talking about how things would look better, are they able to keep up? You mm -hmm. know, with the, the way that things look. Absolutely, textures are easy to update. You mm -hmm. know, this this just goes across the board. Once you have a texture in place, you want to update it. It updates that texture across the entire board as long as the file names are the exact same. Mm -hmm. um, so you can always improve on textures and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but what we were seeing, and I think Fist was mentioning it when we were in, was that there's more, almost more contrast in some of the items that you carry um, and things that you see around you. Um, and, and I don't know what was fisting you, were you looking at, but um, you're like, whoa, this, you know, I think it was the armor or something like that. You saw crisper lines uh, around it. I think that's part of, you know, that's in uh, what Gen 12, what the render itself is doing. It's not necessarily improving the graphics, but it may be crisping them up, making yeah. them more like much more sharper fidelity. fidelity. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that's part of it. It's yeah. not huge, but it does take part of it. And I think the behind the scenes part of that is what's giving us a little bit of performance boost. Mm. And like Dr. Burry said, once we get the Vulcan, that was where we were really going to see the performance mm -hmm. and the, the, the type of uh, benefit of what Gen 12 is doing for us currently. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it, it's actually laying in the framework for Vulcan to be built upon. Mm -hmm. And I think that's great. And like you said, Dr. Murray, physics is always going to be changing constantly. You know, what Jared said, it's the only constant is change. You know, that. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. old school knowledge, you know, everything changes. There's only two constants, two absolute, very, yes, it will happen. I hate to say what the other one is, but we know that everything else changes. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Well, listen, one last some... thing. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. One last thing I wanted to say is, um, you know, and this is something that I had to remind myself about uh, really quickly mm -hmm. is, you know, even when 318 goes live, um, give some of the services that contribute to PES a chance. Um, some things you may be noticing that iCache experience, like for example, you may put something on and it remains gray for the entire session and you had to sometimes go back out and come back in and, um, you know, that's when it, you realize that it didn't actually update. Um, and one thing they did say is, what they did say. Don't mention it. Compared to iCache. It's dead. These services are scalable. So even if you may see some signs similar to iCache, especially during in Invictus week, um, if they are not you know, solved, I would say um, at least see what they have to, um, what it can do over the, over the next course, of, uh, um, you know, over the next months um, with regards to what they said about 
TES being scalable and these services being scalable. And don't be too quick to compare to iCash, especially when the servers, even on live, especially when the servers can't really take everything. You know, so that's that's what I had to remind myself about. And I hope that, you know, other people actually go with that same mindset. Yeah, that's a good point. There's a, there's a lot of stuff that a lot of players don't know, especially when you're first coming in the game. And some of it's real, look, like I almost call it Star Citizen 101. One of the habits that people do in this game, which is a bad habit to do if you don't understand or know how the game operates, is they run everywhere. Uh, they, mm -hmm. they get out of their bed and they start running right off the bat. And then they mm -hmm. run somewhere and they fall through something or they get in the elevator and it falls through. Now, don't, don't get me wrong, sometimes the elevator's glitched, it's got a bug. But a lot of times there's a lot of stuff that has to load in in this game. Inventory is gonna be another factor that things are gonna be loading in. And once it's in and, it's, and you've done it a few times, you're good. But that very first time yeah. you bring a patch in and you decide to do that, you are susceptible to fly out a window, land on a roof, whatever the case may be. So yeah. that, that's just one of those things that when you've been out here playing the game and testing it, you get to understand those are the little weird hazard things that you gotta just be aware of. Uh, we got some questions, yeah. guys. I wanna, wanna hit these for you guys before we get out of here. Um, first question comes from Pops in Space. He says, when we went to the cave, uh, what would you would, would you like to have some caves with some type of traversal things, uh, being able to climb, for example, because all we're doing right now is just, you know, reaching up and grabbing a rock. But remember when we saw that Carrick promo video when it came out? They oh, actually did like this one. belunking. I mean, but hey, hey, see, I, I wanted that so bad. That, that was the one thing I got into that game. And I was like, because <laughs> I think the Carrick was introduced climbing. when I got into the game. So the first thing I saw was that Carrick commercial. I'm like, we can yeah. go spelunking. Yeah. Yeah. Doc Murray, there were some people who were even hoping that that crossbow that's coming has some type uh -huh. of capability to do something like that, you know, where you can shoot like a spike into the wall and use it for climbing or something. I don't know if they'll ever do that, but it would be yeah. kind of cool if they could. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, like the, the crossbow is one of those touchy subjects at this point, too. <laughs> I still want them to. Hey, I know, it's they like... showed us pictures. That's all we could say about it. You know, they showed us yeah, pictures, we're, right? We're, we're it, sandworm. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming, it's yeah. Coming. Um, the, the, traversal, the traversal things that are currently in game are basically just mantling and climbing, yeah. which is modified mantling. Um, they usually are in the caves. Um, I, like I said, I haven't been in a sand cave yet, so I don't know, but mm. in the old caves, you know, that yellow mossy stuff was yeah. always the symbol that you could climb up Oh, it's there not there could, anymore. Mantling. Nope. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it's been removed <laughs> some. Um, so more mantling is good. Uh, some ships have interior parts where you can mantle them, mm -hmm. which is good and interesting some yeah. of the space stations are getting it as well it just seems like they're slowly turning it on in places and they just have to just keep turning it on because of mm -hmm. how CryEngine works mm -hmm. um running in spaceships is always a no-no like you said earlier <laughs> uh, and it's always funny when you see people who are just always in their starter ships their auroras and their mustangs and stuff and they come and they get on like the on a carrick and they just run or the even the constellation mm -hmm. back when it was the uh, biggest ship there was people start sprinting and they just like fall completely through the ship or Strafe into the outboards. Yeah. All at once. Well, some, of us, some of us remember when you were just standing still and you flew out of your ship too. So yeah. we won't even go yeah. down that road, okay? But but as to the caves, yeah, I, I would like to see more more traversal things in yes. those same caves if there's not if there's not much. But mm. in some ways, though, the, the traversal was kind of over relied on in the older caves to make mm. them more interesting, have a, a quote more unquote. interesting feeling. <laughs> yeah, so they they kind of they kind of overused it, I think, mm. in some ways. So. Okay. We got another question here from Jaja. This is a good one. Uh, with 318 ship claims, always returning stock ships, how do you think CIG will handle insurance fraud, such as selling all your ship components and then claiming another ship? Um, you know, 
Look, I'm gonna touch That's on this. Yeah, it's a it is a bug, and I was gonna say uh, just for time's sake, Jajad. Um, the insurance thing is a big monster that CIG has talked about that they know they have to figure out. Fraud yeah. for fraud mm-hmm. for claiming because of salvage. Fraud for claiming because of detonation and self destruction. There's a lot of elements that they want to build in some things because they've told us that there is a way that you can do certain things in the game and lose your insurance, that your insurance will no longer cover you because of abuse, just like in real life. So if you put in too many claims for something, uh, they may raise your amount that you have to pay for insurance in the future. Instead of paying this price, now you're paying some exorbitant amount of money because you have done insurance fraud one too many times. So they, but they've talked about that they, that that's something that they've got to figure out, you know, and I don't know if anybody's got any two cents on that other than the fact that CIG said, they know they got to figure it out. You know? When yeah. they put salvaging in, the first thing I thought is, can I salvage my own ships? Plenty of people were saying that. Over yeah. and over and yeah. over again. Yeah. I was just like, the whole idea is thinking of um, you using, taking my car, taking the fender off, selling it, calling insurance, telling them somebody stole my fender, yeah. getting it replaced, taking it off and selling no. it again. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually. I mean, all, these, all, these things, all these things are possible and possible. Yes. So he could do it. <laughs> there are investigators who look into this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so right now, the like the bug that Judge is talking about is it returns your ship to stock when you claim it. That mm-hmm. should be fixed before we go live. I would, yeah, I would expect should, that yeah. to be fixed before 318 goes live because CIG has already set the expectation expectation and said that while in alpha at the very least components are going to be attached to ship insurance so when you lose your ship the components that you spent you know a million credits on upgrading it will all come back with it but right now not so much how it works and again it's it's still wave one ptu though so you know it seems to be expected thank you good point last question from fast cart during last week's soul citizens after dark there was a conversation about 3.18 bugs what are some of your favorite or memorable bugs or glitches so far? Do you have anything that uh, he says memorable? Oh, God, <laughs> memorable. I want to forget them. Well, you know what? We ran into no <laughs> DK. DK, you and I mm-hmm. ran into one together today. It was yes. the invisible, oh. the invisible river at yep. Microtech that we went to. We were walking up a slope, and as we were walking up this grassy, beautiful, colorful slope, all of a sudden we were underwater. And, and you didn't see and we it. didn't see it. <laughs> and it, it just all of a sudden everything just goes dark and you realize you're underwater, but you're walking up a hill, not down a hill. So that was and then the weird from one our perspective, from my perspective standing on land, he was just standing on land. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you didn't see anything. It looked from my perspective, there was nothing there but just him and Fist who was drowning. Because he was naked. Yeah, Fist didn't have any clothes on, so when he went there, he drowned. I had on a flight suit, so I lived, so it was weird. Doc, you got any weird glitch or uh, anything weird that's happened to you in the game? Any bug? Um, in so many. Uh, I think really the 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 backwards oh my flowing goodness, river. Who's rating us? Yo, yo, it's our girl Great over there. Hey, yo, yo, thank Hi. you for the raid. Welcome, everybody. Hey. Yo, yo, sent us over here to y'all so we can send y'all to somebody else because we're getting right. in too. But <laughs> thank you, yo, yo, we appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Hope you guys had a good stream. What are you yeah. gonna say? So uh, just, hmm? yeah, just like, just like all the Chicago natives know, you know, the river flows backwards. Sometimes. There you go. Yeah. Sometimes, so. sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. Yeah. 
Cal Roddy, anything for you? Any bug that stood out at all that you can think of? I know it's not really, I mean, memorable. You said memorable. I mean, there's zillions of bugs. It's still 30K in for that matter, but is there anything yeah. in particular? My favorite bug is the 30K. It's back. It's back. <laughs> <laughs> so there was so many, but I, I guess, um, Dr. Maria, I guess we, we can relate that. The ones that gave us aneurysms, well, uh -huh. closely, we can't talk about. <laughs> oh, okay. But the ones that, uh, that, that actually we could talk about, there was one um, that actually happened recently that was connected to the, sh to the ship bed logout because I was a very smart individual and decided to spawn my ship mm -hmm. and I bed logged in the hangar to find out what oh, would happen. And yeah, I couldn't look, I couldn't log back in whatsoever. I literally <laughs> had to pick you copy no matter what. Science, right? Wow. Science. Wow. So yeah. Bed logging in the hangar. Okay. All right. Well, that's Yeah, well, different. that's why they disabled it. That's <laughs> what that's why I, think, I think really one of my favorite bugs early on was when people would log out their mm -hmm their avatar, their character would not actually disappear. Mm -hmm. So you would like see people who would be like, all right, I'm going for the evening, blah, 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 blah. And they take it off and then their person would just be standing in front of the ASOP terminal or in that little area, just standing there. And you couldn't really interact with them. Like you could walk through them. They weren't quite there, but they were mm -hmm. still there. And sometimes NPCs would walk into them and they would die. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, when they log back in now, all their stuff's gone. Oh, they're naked in hospital. It didn't, yeah. So it took a while to fix all that. That's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. Okay. There were there were some crazy wow. crazy bugs going on. Okay. Persistence. Well, listen. We hope you guys enjoyed what we shared with you today. You know, this is still in PTU as we mentioned, and as we said at the beginning of this show, we haven't even seen everything in the game ourselves, and we uh, are in there a lot. There's a lot in three eighteen. Mm. So don't let anybody fool you. Uh, there'll be plenty to do, plenty to experience, plenty to explore for that matter. You know, one of the things that um, I hated doing today, DK, was usually I don't go reference uh, YouTube videos unless I'm just totally frustrated, like unless I've just tried a million times and I couldn't do it. But because we were trying to get content for the show today, I had to kind of reference a couple of people we knew to look at their yep. videos. Mm -hmm. But listen, finding those rivers, all those locations, those sand caves, you know, spend the time, wander, get with friends, have a great time looking for that stuff. It'll it's be very so rewarding. Cool. You'll have a good time. Very yeah. rewarding yeah. when you do it. Um, let's wrap it up. I'm gonna tell you guys real quick about a couple things. One of the things is, as you guys know, we have Soul Citizen merchandise. Some of you all have been supportive of us and, uh, oh yeah, supportive of us with this. And uh, you know what we didn't tell people? We didn't mm. tell people last week, it slipped that my mind. Interesting image. Yeah, it, it, I don't know why I did that. that it just froze. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's weird. I never did that before. That's strange. Um, last week we told you guys that during the month of December that we were doing a fundraiser uh, for Alyssiana's daughter, uh, Lauren Bryant. Uh, I mean, Jennifer Bryan, I'm sorry. And we were going to do this fundraiser and they were looking for a goal of $5,000 that they started last year. They didn't achieve it. You guys helped us achieve that. I think they ended up, we ended up raising $5,200 for them uh, when we ended in December. And then I think there's about another, I haven't looked recently. I didn't look during the beginning of the year, but I know there was at least 70 to $80 in merchandise that you guys purchased to add on to that. So there's about maybe $5,200, $5,300 that you guys helped bring for them. So. Thank you guys for that so much. Uh, from her in particular, she says, thank you. Uh, they were totally shocked when they, when I guess they got an alert that said that they had hit their goal and they didn't know it because they thought it was a dead GoFundMe and all of a sudden, boom, the goal was reached, especially during the holidays. So thank you all for all that you guys did to uh, support that family. It will go a long yes. way. It will go a very, very long way. So thank you guys for that. Um, Let's talk about what we got coming up. I know Dr. Murray's gonna flip when I tell him about what we got going on. Uh, DK, why don't you tell people about Thursday? Uh, Calrati, yes. my invisible partner, why don't you tell everybody about... <laughs> I 
I keep, I keep, I keep doing this to him. You know, I keep, I, do, I, keep, I keep doing this to him. And it's like, I know he's like, yeah, Grish just getting me because I got here a little late. And mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not doing it on purpose. Uh, it's okay, Griff. I know. I, I, know okay. I know. I'm sorry, dude. I don't know why this keeps happening. Um, but why don't you go ahead and tell people about th- uh, Saturday and then I'll talk about next week, okay? All right. So Thursday, Soul Talk, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that is our weekly call show. And you can come and join uh, other community and guests. Um, and we talk about things like ISC, uh, Machinima, maybe the roadmap, Roundup, uh, several other things that might have happened throughout the week. And it's kind of like just a you know, round table, sit down and just talk about stuff. Um, you can call in and uh, or join our Discord and then uh, come on in and just sit and chat. And usually there's about, you know, five, six of us that are in there. We love to have more, more to merrier. And uh, you can listen to Fast Cards Bad Jokes. So I mean, it's a great, you know, Thursday night for all. <laughs> uh, all right. Go ahead, Cal Wright. Tell them about Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern, where we have soul voices. We talk about all things Star Citizen. We've got, you know, interesting talking points from Spectrum, Reddit, all over. And you are definitely more than welcome to come in, voice your concerns, voice your interests, voice your opinions on any and everything that we talk about. So catch us there. That's on Saturday, right? Okay. Um, the last thing I'll talk about is next Saturday show, Dr. Murray. I think you'll find this of interest, Dr. Murray. We've titled that show Naysayers. Oh, now so it's about horses. That's it. Nay, that's it. That's what we're about. Okay, <laughs> this is going to be about those who said no to Star Citizen. That Star Citizen isn't going to happen. Can't happen. It's impossible to happen. It's not necessarily about it being a scam, but we're also going to examine why would gamers not want to have a really, really good game? What is it that makes them feel like? It can't happen. You know, is it because of the industry? Is it because they've been burned so much? Is it because crowdfunding was such a scam for many people? Or is it just the fact that we've lost our imagination? Ah, I don't know. Maybe we've been playing Call of Duty too long. Anyway, we're going to be talking about <laughs> naysayers. <fine>. Naysayers <laughs> next week. So hopefully you guys will be able to join us. And uh, if you notice that, I, Doc Murray, you would appreciate that. I don't know if, if you can see that founder's card there and see the name see on it, it, but I'm sure you'd appreciate that. I you know, you've it. been around long <laughs> enough to remember. So uh, we're going to be doing that next uh, Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So that's about it. We had a great time today. Special thanks to Dr. Murray, always a walking, yes, yes. knowledgeable guy who's always happy to come over. We really appreciate him being our first guest of the year on the show. And uh, to my Woo. partners, Dark Knight and Cal Roddy, thank you guys so much for putting in your as always. knowledge and time as well. Thank you guys for subscribed. Those who followed, appreciate all you guys. Yo yo, thank you for that raid. We love you as thank always. You, and uh, we're kicking off 2023 with some fresh stuff, and hopefully we'll see you guys at the next show. We are going to be raiding Vincuscarada. Vincuscarada is who we're going to raid. So when you guys get over there, send some love. Let them know that you came from the Soul Citizens. If you like what you're seeing, uh, give him a shout out. Looks like he's flying in a. I don't know if that's a, I don't know what that is, a cutlass? No, it's not, a, it's a saber, I think. I don't know, he's flying in something. Anyway, send some love when you get <laughs> over there, and we'll see you guys next week. Until then, peace, love, and soul. Take care of yourselves. We'll see peace you soon. Peace everybody. <laughs> Adios, folks.
Well, 